Blog Talk Radio. everybody joining me a little bit early tonight because Commissioner T, I know it's election day, but we're going to put that on hold because Commissioner T has a major, major, major announcement. But before we get hold that thought, though, hold on, I have to bring my co-host, EAFL Super Bowl One champion, the man with the philosophy himself, Dr. Train, welcome to the Madden Voice. What's up, T? Another week to be here to talk about football. And guess what? It was a good week for me because my team didn't play. So I don't you know, it's always a good. It's always a good. It's always a good week when your team doesn't lose, regardless <laughs> yeah. of why it doesn't lose. Okay. Exactly. So before we get before we get to my major announcement, I understand that you are asking for Doctor Train's philosophy. Is that correct? I'm asking to kick off the show with Dr. Train philosophy. Absolutely right. Dr. Train, we have a special introductory song for Dr. Train's philosophy. The floor is yours. to be my future wife. I never really had an opportunity to just express to her in front of everyone uh, how much I feel about it. She is truly a blessing to my life. I remember when I first met her and seeing this little skinny girl with her green tea and lemon, and now I'm looking like a skinny dude with his green tea and lemon. (laughs) And I greatly appreciate the individual uh, that she is, uh, you know, we, we search all over this world, men search all over this world just to find that right woman, and I didn't have to search too long. The Lord kind of sent her right to me. So uh, with all that said, you know, I really want to invite this woman to be 
a part of my life, a part of my family, to be my best friend for the rest of my life, to love, to hold, to cherish, and to be my one and only. So with that said, Monica Deshaun Duhart. Talking about football and getting married to the love of your life. 
Yeah, no, nah, I mean, yeah, that 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 trumps that 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 trumps um, talking football. That trumps talking football. Now, one of the callers, we got quite a few callers on here, and I'm pretty sure probably a lot of people that you know, and I think someone, one of the callers, uh, we got 630 area code. Uh, welcome to the Madden Voice. <coughs> Dr. Train, you already know what it is. <laughs> I already know. Yes, indeed. Congratulations, brother. You know you Thank family. You, so Thank you. It's nothing to what everybody else listening to. Wow. Thank you. So you got nothing but love over here, and uh, can't wait to get both y'all here with us. Oh yeah, absolutely. Homecoming, here we come. Yes, indeed. Excellent, excellent. And and to all the people out, okay, there's more. I was going to say, anybody that wants to jump on, if you press 1, that tells me here that you want to make a comment. And uh, let's go right through it. 901 area code. Welcome to the Madden Voice. How you doing? Good. It sound like sound like my dad. to congratulate my son. And his lovely fiance. Uh, I wish him the best of all, and uh, I love them both. And uh, so I want to know I hurt you, okay? Thanks, Pop. <laughs> yeah, hey, hey, uh, hey uh, uh, Mr. McNeil Jr. You, you, yes. you, you have the best name going. I just want you to know. I've told your son for years. That I would I would love to switch names because that's a movie star name, McKenzie you know, McNeil McNeil the third. I mean I mean you know McKenzie McNeil. I mean that's just power. I love the name. I love the name. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. He's my first born, so you know he had to be named after me. Well, that's it. That's how that's how we do it. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Right. We have another 901, 901-652. Welcome to the Madden Voice. This is your grandmother. Oh, grandma. This is your grandmother. This is your hey, grandmother, Mama. I'm great. And I'm calling to wish you all the happiness you deserve. You and Monica, I only met her for a short time, but she stole my heart. And I'm wishing you all all the blessings that God has for you. And a happy life. God bless you, baby. Somebody else. Wow, thank you, Mom. Thank you. All right, we got, we got more now. We got more. 614, area code. Welcome to the Madden Voice. I finally get to have a sister in law. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I ain't telling you, but Monica, welcome to the family. I am absolutely 100% delighted that you will be joining my family. You'll be the sister that I feel like I've never had, Um, although I do have other little sisters, but, you know, they're not close enough in age for me to connect with like I can with my future sister-in-law. And um, I just want to say... um, I know y'all want to spend some time, you know, in wedded bliss before y'all bring me a niece or nephew along, but just don't wait too long because I've been waiting forever. I just want to put that out wow. there. 
Sorry, but <laughs> Love you guys. And I wish you all the happiness in the world. Oh, man. All right. We've got more. We've got more. We've got 615809. Welcome to the Madden Voice. Hey, Dr. Buck. Oh, my mentor. <laughs> hey, how are you? Congratulations. I only met her fiance just once, and I thought she was wonderful, and I knew she was the one for you. Congratulations. I love you. I wish you guys happiness, success, marital bliss, all of that. Well, you know, thank you, Stephanie. Thank you know you. how this works. Okay, we got more. Five, by one, the way, three. Smoking, smoke, oh, by the way, T, Smoke and Stephanie are, are a married couple, man, good friends of mine back in Nashville. Okay, great. Lovely. Yeah. Five, one, three, five, four, one. Welcome to the Madden Voice. This is Bobby Adams from Cincinnati, Ohio. Wishing you best. Oh, Ladies. Ladies. You might have to mute the other people. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to do that now. I'm doing that now. Okay, I think we're good. Can you hear me Yes. This is Bobby Adams from Cincinnati, Ohio. Wishing you the best. Congratulations. And you know we love you here in Cincinnati. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Ms. Josie. I know, T, you, you were very familiar with this. Ms. Josie and uh, Bobby Adams as uh, characters folks in Cincinnati. Oh, okay, great. Excellent. And, and yeah. we, love, we love him. He's our adopted son, and we just want the best for him. And we know we uh, want whatever is going to make you happy, and Monica seems to make you happy. So congratulations. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> man, y'all, y'all just really trying to just keep the tears flowing tonight, man. Good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> All right, talk to you guys later. All right. Take All care. right. You. <laughs> okay, bye-bye. All right. I think I got everybody to hit one. Um, and now let's see. Uh uh, uh, I think there's one more here. There might be a couple more. Hold on, because I went muted. People, I was leaving them off mute so that um I could I'll determine the difference. Right. So right. let me try. I don't think this one. Um, let me try nine oh one four oh six. Welcome to the Madden Voice. Yes. Ma'am. Hello. How you doing? This is Rena Dixon. Uh, the book. Uh, I want to wish you a happy half finding you, and I'm congratulating you and yours. And I haven't met her yet. I'm looking forward to meeting her. I want to tell you, God opened doors that no man can close. Many Thank more. You. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. All right. That would be my dad. That's my dad's lady friend right there. Oh, okay. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, let's try, now there's a few 513s, so y'all all just going to have to talk, and one of you will come through. I got a 513-542. Welcome to the Madden Voice. Hello? That's you. Yes. Hey, Doc. This is your Hey, how you doing, Granny? <laughs> you know I love you, babe, and it was such a pleasure to hear from you. And a congratulations to both of you. 
in his kidney. Hey, Doc. How's it going? Wow. We're wishing you we're wishing you and Monica everything. Everything you can handle. And like All Josie right. said, we love you here and uh you're always welcome and um you know, get to it. I, I know your sister's looking for that family. Get to it, there's nothing but to do it. <laughs> so we love you. <laughs> we love you and congratulations, okay? Thank you, love All you. All right, too. love you. All right. How do you cut it off? One. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> oh, she was asking how you cut it off. That's all. Okay, got her. Yeah, all right. Got those, um, are, those are all Erica's folks, man. Five okay. I think yeah. I have one more five one three that hasn't spoke. I'm going to try it. Uh, I have another five one three five four two. Um, welcome to the Madden Voice. Thank you very much, Mackenzie. This is Nina. Just wanted to say I am so happy for you. Thank you so much. <laughs> I can't wait to meet Monica, and I can't make the, wait to get to California so you can kind of show me around. Ain't been there in a long time with you and Jackie and Karen. And William is saying congratulations, too. Congratulations. Yeah. All right. Thanks, William. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, uh, take care. Congratulations. All right. Thanks okay. Again. Bye. All right. And uh, I don't think I've gotten this person, so I'm going to try 336297. Welcome to the Madden Voice. Hi, Mackenzie. It's Gina and Marvin and Kaylin and Cameron. Sweet. <laughs> that is so Hi, awesome. Monica. How you doing? Congratulations <laughs> to you both. Um, Mackenzie, you know we love you and we'll... Love Monica the same. Can't wait to meet you guys. Um, Kaylin is sitting here saying, where's her caramel cake from your mom? Yes. I know she's listening. <laughs> yes. I tell you, if if you decide to have a, a really nice big ceremony, if we could make it, you know we would be there. Um, but we want yes. you to know that we love you. And you guys, um, take care. Keep that communication open. That's the only way to go. Absolutely. Thank you so much. <laughs> that would be taken. Yeah. <laughs> but we love you, and you guys right, uh, love- take care. And, Monica, congratulations. All right. Love you, too, and thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Um, let's see. I don't think I've done 773. Does that sound familiar, Train? Have I done that yet? It's got to be, yeah. I haven't done it yet. It might be mom. 773, welcome to the Madden Voice. I've been waiting a minute. Congratulations, (laughs) baby. (laughs) That is mom. (laughs) I'm so happy. I've been waiting forever for a daughter-in-law. And you can (laughs) you. Wow, there was a number on it. <laughs> oh, thank you, Mom. Finally Love you. did it. <laughs> thank you so much. Oh, my God. I can't wait to get to California. Right, it'll be soon. <laughs> and Mama called me up Connected. 
Okay. Huh? I, I, she sounds low. I couldn't hear what she was saying. Okay. All right. Thank you, Mom. I heard I love you. <laughs> oh, I love you too. <laughs> wow. Oh, All right. man. All right. I think I got everybody. Um, and if I didn't, um, excuse me, if I missed you, um, I apologize. I, I'm, I, had to mute people, and, and the way the switchboard works, it's kind of hard to determine who you spoke to or not. Um, oh, yeah, I know I didn't get this one, so let me go ahead. This is definitely not one. Uh, 951 area code. Welcome to the Madden Voice. Hi, Mackenzie. It's Jay Day. I just wanted to congratulate you, too. You and Monty Poo, you're going to have a great life together. I'm excited. Can't wait to see you soon. Uh, we should do dinner real soon, actually. So let me know when you're free. <laughs> okay, absolutely. <laughs> Thank you, JJ. <laughs> All right, love you guys. All right, love you too. <laughs> All right, bye. Bye. All right, and we also have another another 562 area code, 562-685. Welcome to the Madden Voice. Hey, what's up, Matt? Congratulations, brother. It's your boy, Tyree Thank you, Johnny. We want to say congratulations, right. man. We knew you was a good guy when you uh, when we met you, because Monica already had me do a background check on you. Because if you wasn't a good guy, I was going to send you right back to Chicago with some bears. <laughs> wow. So we are... Hey man, but 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 we we drawn to you, man, and uh, we got much love for you. And like I said, congratulations. Uh, you know, Monica's favorite cousin, Shawnee. You know, we love you guys. We're here for you guys. Like the one of the callers said, communications, man. Just keep that open. You guys gonna be set for life. So uh, congratulations. Now I can go after Monica for my money. So, <laughs> but congratulations, okay. Mac, and uh, go Raiders. <laughs> Thanks, T. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. T's a police officer, so uh yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Um Yeah, I, I you know, I'm I'm hoping I got everybody because there's still quite a few people on listening. Um and if I didn't get you, what you can do is press one again and that will that will lower the hand that says you want to talk and then press it again and it raises it back up and uh, I might see the activity and then be able to bring you on live. I certainly don't want anybody uh, that, that doesn't, that wants to, you know, send their congratulations and best wishes to be heard because this is being recorded for posterity. You know, uh, Dr. Train and, and his lovely fiance will have this uh, audio forever to listen back to and, and uh, you know, and play it for their kids, and this, this is, this is, this is a permanent record. So this is, this Absolutely, is great, man. I never really thought about that. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so I'm not, so I'm not sure. Uh, did we do a six one four train? Um, I believe we did. That was my sister. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. yeah. My sister. All right. And I think we got, I think, okay, now I see, now things are flashing. Maybe I shouldn't have said that because it's not helping. 
you've trained, you've worked, you've worked the switchboard, you know, but it's, 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 um, it's lit up. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, 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 and people are, they're still here. So I'm not sure if they're just here to just continue to hear everybody else talk or, or what. So uh, let me, let's bring uh, Monica on and see if she, yeah, let's do that. Um, let me find her three, three, one. Is that her? Five, six, two, three, three, one. Yes, that's her. All right, let's bring Monica on. And Monica, you are live on the Madden Voice. Did you press something? Is anybody there? I think she's still in shock. (laughs) Probably. That's the whole point, right? Yeah. Yes, she is still in shock. (laughs) <laughs> She's not talking. She's still not talking. <laughs> Thank yes, you, Sandy. I'm still in shock, and I am here. <laughs> it's a lot happening still over here. <laughs> My heart is still palpitating really fast, still very warm inside and hot, but, yes, I'm still pretty shocked. <laughs> so that's what that warm and fuzzy feeling is. Yes, it is. <laughs> awesome. You guys Are enjoy you your show. I don't have words tonight. I may have words next week. <laughs> I need to regroup. <laughs> but thank awesome. you, babe. I love you so much. Thank you, thank you, uh, Commissioner T, for allowing uh, Mackenzie the opportunity to take time on the show to even do such a wonderful thing. I appreciate all you guys and. I look forward to hearing what else you guys are going to be talking about tonight on the agenda. Oh, uh, my pleasure. Uh, train, train, train's family to me too. So, I mean, he's, he's family to me too. So this was a no brainer when he asked, it wasn't even anything to talk about. So our pleasure. Thank All you. Right, love you, babe. <laughs> love you. All right. All right. I'm going to bring on, um, I have one of our co-hosts wow. on. So I'm going to bring him on. And for those of you who um, are still on and are interested in sending um, congratulations, I'm going to ask you to just hang on. And as the other people drop off, it'll I'll be able to see who you are, and I'll bring you on uh, within the next few minutes. And um, you'll still be able to extend your congratulations. So so don't go anywhere. We want to we want to grab every congratulations that we can get for this very special occasion. And in case anybody out there didn't figure it out by now, um, that was the major announcement. Okay, we we had to, we had to do a little a little shuck and duck, okey doke. Okay, you know we had to we had to throw a little curveball. So yeah, that was the major announcement. So there's no major announcement from Commissioner T tonight. Um, you know. It, 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 you I, I, I would say I apologize, but I really don't, so I'm not going to apologize. So, um, but let's bring on um my co-host, my brother, and uh, he's been listening for a while. I saw his number pop up. I don't know if he heard everything, but I know he's been on for a while. So, uh, JB, welcome to the Madden Voice. Little big brother, Jay. My man, my man, my man. May I say congratulations. That is how you kick it off. We can just hang up the phone and go home right now. <laughs> Jay. And let me say this from brother to brother and I'm sure Commissioner T you feel the same way. Let me let me definitely say all jokes aside, uh, a major congratulations to you. It it's 
it's touching to be able to hear because as a man, I can hear the sincerity in your voice as you made the proposal. And I just really want to say a heartfelt congratulations. It's, it's, it's great to hear somebody who has someone in their life that they care so much about and can really express that, that feeling to basically the entire world. So again, congratulations to both of you. Uh, much love, much success. And, um, just real happy to be you. Man, thank you so much, brother. Greatly appreciate it. Oh, thank you. That made my night. Shoot, we straight now, boy. <laughs> uh, you know, and it's you know, you know, you say, you say well, we can, you know, move on. If we didn't have so much football to talk about, um, I, I probably would say, okay, <laughs> show's over. Is you know, nothing we can talk about for the rest of the show is going to compare to how we kicked off the show. But um, to anyone who did listen, I hope it was worth, you know, if you, if you tuned in, you saw the, the, the Facebook and the, 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 the tweet and, and all of the, the hype and tuned in, you're listening and it, it's now uh, Wednesday and you're listening and you're like, where's all the folks? I hope you enjoyed um, starting off with such a touching uh, event. I know I did. And I hope everyone, all the listeners out there enjoyed and um, feel free to, um, Send, you know, go on uh, uh, Facebook.com backslash the Madden Voice and post um, some happy thoughts for Dr. Train or uh, tweet at the Madden Voice. And, um, you know, just, you know, feel free to, you know, send them any any thoughts that you want. If you're in your car right now and you can't, you you, you know, because well, it's actually tomorrow and you're listening to the podcast, um, you know, feel free. You know, send all the love that you want to send. We like love. We like love. We like football, too, but we like love. So, um, all right. Uh, I don't see K-Star just yet, and we were actually going to kick off the football part of the show with um, K-Star. Uh, and since he's not on, then we're going to move on and get back to that. Um, so, you know, we are we are at the midweek. Now we are fish, officially halfway through football season. I mean, this is it. We're week nine now. Week nine weeks have been played. Um, so everybody now has at least eight games played. So we are now at the official midpoint of the year. JB, let me ask you first. Um, you know, one thing that, that strikes you the most, just one, about this season so far. Wow, man, just one. I mean, we've had everything from – off the field issues to on the field stories. I mean, gosh, uh, I, I don't want to sound like a homer, but I guess a six and three cowboy team at the beginning of the year probably was unheard of. I, I would I would have to start there because you could have slapped me across the face to tell me that was going to happen. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, Doctor Train. One one thing that strikes you the most. Say that one thing that strikes me the most about what again? About the season so far. Ooh, man. That is a good question. Um, I thought so. (laughs) (laughs) Strikes me the most about the season. Hey, I know what I'll do. I know what I'll do. Because I know your brain is a little foggy. Here, let me do this for you. It's a beautiful 
Okay, is that better? That 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 may help. That may help. Now you say strikes you the most as far as shocking. However, whatever. However, I would say shocking, unexpected. Um, you know what jumps out at you? Notable about this season? Unexpected, shocking. Well, to be honest, man, and not to necessarily home with this answer, but I really can't help it. I truly am shocked at the way my Bears have played. Okay. Like it's a, it's a setback, and I wish I could like have an answer for how they play, but I don't have an answer. I don't even, I don't even feel a solution. I don't. It's, I, I wouldn't have expected them to play this way this season. And mm. besides the actual record, it's it's how the actual game has been played. No consistency, not really truly competitive. Every team has injuries, so I can't blame it on injuries. Every single team, every single team in the NFL has injuries. Everybody, so you play through them. You know, some of the best have injuries. But we, regardless of not even having injuries, we still were playing with a bunch of inconsistency, and it really is shocking because it's the last thing I expected. I okay. really expected us to be competitive. Okay. I, I'm only going to say um, the passing attack still being so vital with the five-yard rule being enforced, I really expected the passing games to drop off. Um, there has been no drop-off, and, and frankly, I, I think we might – see we might be seeing more passing than I've ever seen um I mean how many times do we get that midpoint of the season and I believe we have four quarterbacks with at least 20 touchdown passes um that's just insane um you know uh Andrew Luck on pace to break Peyton Manning's record um you know and this is with the 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 enforcement of the five yard rule so that surprises me completely um but I see our other co-host has finally decided to grace us with his presence. So, uh, K-Star, glad you could join us. Welcome to the Madden Voice. Sorry for the tardiness, this gentleman. What's going on? You know, you you missed it, man. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, K-Star. I I don't even know, man. You missed it, bro. You missed it. Yeah, you, you did. You you missed, missed it. it. Yeah, you, missed you did. It. You really did miss it this time. Well, I- why don't we get a quick recap then of what I missed? Why don't we do that no. for the many who are used to the 8 o'clock I don't even know if he deserves a recap. You wait, wait. Weekend. JB, does he deserve a recap? What do you say? What do you think? Let me, let me say this. It's the type of news that you can get a recap for. So really, the only thing he had he would be able to do is just go back and listen to the beginning of the podcast. That's why they got the archives, baby. That's, That's true. why they got the That's true. That's all right. I like I like listening to the archives anyway. I like to reflect on my smart calls. So that that will that will work out well. That's okay. We'll yeah. do that. Yeah. Yeah. Well trust me, you'll you'll enjoy listening to the beginning of this one. You will. I will. implore you to do it. You really yeah. will enjoy it. Absolutely will. Absolutely will. When I said major I probably wasn't under uh, and JB the most probably the most conservative voice on the show. Would you say that major announcement is an understatement? In the words of the Rock, that's an understatement of a lifetime, baby. Right. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So let's move on. Um, so listen, um, we're going to jump right into this case star. So, you know, um, are you there? Hey, star. Is case star. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm, I'm just, I'm just making sure. So, you know, I made a, I don't know, I, I guess uh, kind of a promise, if you will, um, about your Steelers. Said something that I would do for you in case they kept playing well. Uh, we're going to unleash yes, hell you here. Did. Uh, oh, yeah, I got that. I like hell again. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're going to unleash uh, hell uh, here. Okay, can you hear it? <laughs> it, it, yeah. it, 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 it? So, you know. I thought that, you know, with the performance that they did against the Ravens. Uh, we're going to unleash hell here. I thought, okay, you know, Ben having another fabulous game and, you know, um, and, you know, I said to myself today all day, I said, you know, um, and and forgive me because I am watching election results at the same time so i may get a bit distracted we have a very very important governor race here in connecticut and uh they just said that um they just announced on msnbc too close to call um we are we are we are nervous that we're going to lose our governor here and um anyway i you know this is not a political show but um yeah anyway um so all day yesterday i'm thinking well, I had a lot of driving to do yesterday, and I'm thinking, man, Ben really did it. You know, I mean, it's this guy, and uh, I, I, you know, I was prepared to say some things until I watched Andrew Luck last night, and then I'm like, oh man, I don't know now, because you know, I was prepared to come on the Madden Voice and concede to UK Star that. We need we need to change the four horsemen to the Fab Five. I was prepared to come on and say to UK Star that I think I was wrong about Ben, and I and I think Ben deserves to be put in the same category as the four horsemen. Therefore, naming them the Fab Five. And I, I got to take a half a step back because Andrew Luck looking pretty good too now. And when you put too many people in the category, then the category becomes diluted. So now I I, I don't know. So I'm going to ask, because I know what you're going to say, K-Star. So asking you at this point is, I mean, that's just, you know. So hang hang on. Hang on to your shoes. But let me go to Dr. Train. Let me go to the man who created, you know, and it's funny how Stephen A. Smith has his own fat, uh, four horsemen now. I mean, I, I'm telling you, these guys listen to the Madden Voice. It is. I, I, I'm telling it you, really they is. listen to the Madden Voice. Because now all of a sudden, now, they ha- now he has a four horsemen now. Never heard that term. Never heard that term of, uh, connected to uh, ESPN before. But now all of a sudden. Now he got four horsemen. But anyway, Dr. Train, you the one that's so aptly called Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, uh, Aaron Rodgers, and Drew Brees, the four horsemen. With Ben's performance, do you think he has earned the right career and this season to be included in that category, thus renaming them the Fab Five? What do you think, Case, um, um, Dr. Train? Uh, no, I won't rename them. But I won't dismiss Big Ben's performance. I won't. Uh, the word I look for is consistency. 
I named the four horsemen the four horsemen because of their consistency in the way they play. Uh, we haven't always seen Big Ben play like this, and to say he'll continue to the end of the season be that will be stretching it. But I mean, he is playing phenomenally right now, and they he didn't they didn't just put up forty on some you know uh, team that is not playing well. Those are two teams shooting to be in the playoffs and are, and are playing pretty well. That was the Colts one week and the Ravens the next week. So. You know, I, I, I tip my hat, but as far as my four horsemen, I still keep my four horsemen, and they've been consistent, very consistent. Okay. Mm. Um, JB, I proposed this because before last night, I, I was prepared. I really was. I'm I'm not lying. I was going to come on. I really said, I, I got to give it to him, man. I, I got to give it to the guy. I got to give it to him. I mean, he did something that's never been done before. You know, two games back to back, six touchdowns against two teams that we would we would have said have very good defenses. So this isn't like he did it against you know uh, um, you know scrub defenses. He did it against two teams that could both make it to the playoffs with decent defenses. And I I, I sat here and I said, I mean, I always consider myself I always consider myself football when I come on this show. There are times that I'm a homer. And I'm gonna be a homer, but I, I try to not let that cloud. I'm not. I'm not K Star who does let that cloud his judgment. I don't do that. And I said no. I was right there until I saw Andrew Luck last night. I had to take a half step back. But am I wrong? JB, jump on in here and educate us, man. Is, is Ben Roethlisberger the fifth horseman, or is it the? No disrespect to Michigan, but is this the new Fab Five? If we throw Ben in there, JB, what do you think? Uh, who, you know, I'm, I'm kind of in the same ballpark as Dr. Train because the one word that I was going to use before it was posed to him and he answered was consistency. And throughout the course of his career, he has had some awesome games. I mean, just epic performances. And these last two weeks have actually raised the bar for him the only reason why I'm a little hesitant on that is because when you look at those four horsemen that Dr. Train has put out there, that one word consistency shows up day in and day out. If you see any of those four have a bad game where they're throwing multiple interceptions, and I'm talking two or three, and I mean bad throws, not just uh, batted balls that just fall into the hands of the defense. I mean just bad plays. When you see that from those four horsemen, you look at that as an anomaly. You don't look at that as a mistake. It, it's it's more than just a mistake. That's an anomaly. When Ben can get to that point, but he's, he's, he's I just don't want these two epic performances to be the um, the, the the flag bearing point of his career. He doesn't have to be at this level all the time, but I like to see him be consistent all the time and consistently play well day in and day out. He's close. He's not quite there yet for me. Okay. Okay, Star, I give you the floor. Now, don't take 20 minutes on this, but obviously you, we know you feel that way. Convince me, because I'm, I'm on the fence still. JB and Train do make one point that I give them, which is consistency. But I'm still on the fence. Talk to me, K-Star. Well, I, you guys 
you know, bring up consistency, I just and when I think of consistency, I think of Big Ben. I don't see how he he's not labeled as consistent. This is a guy who, from day one, came in ripping the NFL apart. This is a guy who, you know, if I, uh, one of the four only quarterbacks in 150 career starts to have 100 wins. I mean, this is a guy who honestly uh, put put together two of not just really good game stretch. No, no, no. This is the best two game stretch. And here's the difference: the Steelers have had. And this is always have been this has always been the thing with Ben. The Steelers have always had a very good defense, and they have they haven't had a need for Ben to unleash hell, as as that awesome drop would say. And and now with the Steelers changing, being more of a evolved passing attack, that's right. More with the evolved passing attack, and the fact that the Steelers need to rely on their Hall of Famer more, um, because he certainly is that. You you now see those gaudy numbers, and. When I think of the four horsemen, you know, honestly, uh, I, again, consistency is always brought up. I don't see how Bennett hasn't been that. Drew Brees is in there, but Drew Brees has had put up some stinkers this season. Uh, he's put up some stinkers before. And, you know, again, the guy's been to three Super Bowls, one, winning two of them. Uh, all right, I'll put it like this. The last decade, Brady, Ben, Peyton Manning have went to a combined uh, ten Super Bowls. So I'm not sure what else the man has to do. He has been there. He has been nothing but consistent. He's a quarterback rating of over 95 for his career. And again, I just think it's more of an evolution. The Steelers relying on Ben Moore as the defense uh, takes a back seat to the to the offense. And Tran brought up last week how you know you, it's just something different when you watch these guys and how they run their offenses. Well, no one's running their offense better than Ben right now uh, within these last few games. And and the biggest thing again from watching it for Ben my whole career, the offensive line is much better than it's ever been. You know, Ben went, uh, won some Super Bowl beyond some pretty shoddy offensive lines. Let's be serious here, folks. And, you know, you see him with protection, you see what he's doing, and, again, with that array of weapons, this is what's going to happen. So I think a lot of times wow. the scheme dictates results as for what your team needs out of an offense. And I think now the team needs Big Ben to be, uh, you know, the catalyst to the team and, and, and lead the way offensively. And you're getting those great numbers as a result. Uh, as well as the players around him now kind of being up to par. You talking to us, Trey? Yeah, I was, I was saying, so can I get back in there? Or so oh, I go ahead. I yeah, absolutely. I'm looking, up, okay. I'm, looking up, I'm looking up numbers while you talk, so go ahead. Okay, Big, Big Man does have two Super Bowls, right? Is it two or is it one? Two? Two. Okay. Two. Um, the, the one thing you mentioned, you said they always, Steelers have always had good defenses, um, and that's true. Uh, to say he played behind a shoddy offensive line during their Super Bowl run, um, I think is uh, not a factual statement. <laughs> because in both their Super Bowl runs, uh, there are two things that were demonstrated uh, very good run game and very good defense. That's a myth. Uh, that is a myth. Prevalent, that is a myth. More prevalent in their more prevalent in their first Super Bowl than in their than, than more prevalent in his first one than in the second one. True enough, you had a more experienced Ben in your big uh, Ben in your second Super Bowl, and and that was pretty significant simply because they went into the season, they went into the Super Bowl, they went into the playoffs as a sixth seed, and came out being the being the championship. But it was. You know, you you also had Jerome Bettis who was running hard. You had you had people that were playing very very well around him. Uh, and you already know I'm not the one who gives every all credit to the quarterback. I don't. I'm sorry. So 
that, you know, using that as your as your form of defense, I kind of just tossed that out already. I don't I don't I don't do that. It's a team sport. Um, but uh, he hasn't been consistent as the other four horsemen. He had help when he first started out. He had a very good defense behind him. He had a very good running game. He didn't. He definitely didn't have to do much. And to say, and the way you were talking is if Big Ben would have produced these numbers had he been dependent on to produce them early on. You can't say that. There's no truth to that statement. He was a rookie. And then he was what? The next time you had what? Two, two, what? Three, three, four seasons under him. You can't predict what he would have done back then. But we know what he did, and we know what we had, what he had around him. Now, if you say the way he is now, you put the way he is now back then. If he was, if he's playing the way he is now, the way he was playing back then, I think the offense probably would have been around there. But that was a different being. This is a more experienced big being right here. And I'm still not putting him in the fours. Well, you're stubborn, and that's why. The Steelers' offensive line was graded as the worst. Hold on, wait. The Steelers' offensive line, the 2008 Super Bowl offensive line, was graded the worst winning Super Bowl Offensive line of all time by Pro Football Focus. That offensive line was the epitome of atrocious. And here's the thing, and here's a perfect example of it. The Steelers' defense, uh, while they made some plays against Arizona, they gave up a lot of points. And, again, the game flow dictated what Ben had to do, and what Ben had to do was put points on the other side of it. And he did uh, put up more points on the scoreboard than Kurt Warner did, uh, as reflected in his 90-yard game-winning Super Bowl touchdown drive. I mean, the guys time and time again stepped up. Uh, and you're right, Big Ben, the Steelers wouldn't have called a 40-plus pass attempt game for Big Ben back then because there was no knee. The defense was always good. There wasn't a knee back then. But you're then. presuming that he would have performed the way he's performing now back then. How can you I'm saying that, that the, numbers would have, the numbers would have been there and it would have been up to par because when you look at them, when you look at well, the, the well, numbers well, that well, he well, had. Slow, slow down, slow down, slow down, slow down. We, we we want to stick to what has happened and not what we think would have happened because we oh, yeah, don't that's know. Fine. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, but but, but he, let, he, let me, let me, he hasn't been consistent, then that's fine. Well, I, I, let me just say this. So I, I you know I pull up some numbers here. Um, Ben's lifetime QBR, well not QBR, not ESPN's QBR, but the NFL. Uh, 158.3 is is a perfect game. His lifetime through. Um, nine games this year in his career is 93.9, okay, um, which is very good. That is very good. Uh, Drew Brees, 95.3. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> uh, 105.6, just insane. Um, but let's realize Aaron Rodgers' career is a little shorter than everybody else's so far. So uh, Tom Brady, 96.1. And Peyton Manning, 97.7. So Ben is – Rating wise, if we're talking about consistency, he's there um, because, as you, everyone here knows, the quarterback rating is is taking into consideration everything. Okay, I'm using NFL.com's quarterback rating. I like ESPN's QBR better, but for this purpose, um, so here, here's what I, here's what I'm going to propose. Okay, um, I'm going to propose that that. I will. This is just me. I can't tell Dr. Train what to do. I can't tell JB what to do. But I am convinced that Ben should be it should be the Fab Five, and I will use the term Fab Five, and I will include Ben because I think with two Super Bowls, I think with um, what he's done throughout his career, 
And, you know, and, and I got to give an extra credit, frankly, because I still think Todd Haley is an issue. I still think Haley is an issue. And knowing that and what Ben is doing, I have to give Ben an extra because I, I had Todd Haley in Dallas and I know what he's all about. And Ben and, and, and finally, it seems that Haley is allowing Ben to go be Ben. Um, so I, I feel OK myself. But but there's one condition, though, uh, uh, K-Star. If I'm going to agree and move forward on the show and talk about the Fab Five and include Ben in there, then you have got to retract your Hall of Fame statement about Cam Newton. You, you got to just retract it and say, I'm, I was wrong. I was because wrong. I'll put that out there now. Yeah. We got to talk about this anyway. Shouldn't do anything to get Big Ben. No, 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 no. It's really not. It's really not. Like, no, all joking aside, there there are some leadership flaws within Cam Newton's game. Um, you made a great point last week, and you still see those bilingual issues. I thought he was past that, but the fact of the matter yeah. is the guy is – I mean, we can we can do a whole segment about Cam Newton, but the fact of the matter yeah. is he's not going to change. He alienates his whole team when things aren't going well. You don't see him trying to get better. You don't see him not being a leader. There's just character flaws within his game, so that's going to prevent him from taking that next leap. And it's very disappointing as a Cam Newton fan, enthusiast, and supporter. Well, and they did a, a, a 30 for 30 or whatever ESPN's show, E60, or one of those on Cam Newton tonight, actually. I didn't watch it yet. Um, but the, 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 what's her name that host first take, um, actually apparently did the interview. So I'm curious to see, um, Carrie champion. Yes. So I'm curious to see, um, how, how that goes, you know, how that went. I'm, I'm very curious to see. Um, and I'm kind of surprised. I mean, they're giving her a little bit of an expanded role. So, um, that's all right. That's all right. Um, so, yeah, so we'll get back to everybody on that. All right. So I'm going to refer to the Fab Five. Um, and, I, you know, and, and I got to be honest, as much as it, I, <laughs> this ain't easy for me. I don't everybody in sitting over there saying what's going on with T. I mean, this here, listen. We're going to unleash hell here. You really think I want to hear that all night? But I got to be fair. <laughs> and, I mean, Ben had two insane games in a row. And, and, and you know what? If it was me and if it was Romo and and shoes reverse, I'd be campaigning too. I'd be like, y'all crazy, um, you know, because you know the only reason that we're not having a conversation, Romo ninety six point two career um, QBR, but Romo has one playoff win and no Super Bowls and no Super Bowl appearances, so there's no reason to even go farther than that. Uh, he's got all the regular season stats and no postseason anything, so I can't I can't go any further than to just say. Yeah, well, he looks good on paper. Um, but Ben really, I got, I got to give, I got to give the guy the credit where credit is due. Uh, what he has done these last two weeks uh, is, is just beyond. And and both, both of them, it seems, was triggered off of similar events, fumbles and interceptions and like turnovers. And then, and then it's like Ben just flips the switch and. He just goes into like I don't know what mode he goes into, but he can't be stopped. It's just it's it's you're watching it and you you're looking to see is that Brady is that Manning you know and it's like no that's Ben that's Ben doing all of that. I mean it, it really is impressive and I have to give credit where credit is due. And now we're sitting here. I mean we had the Steelers dead three weeks ago. Tomlin coaching for his job, which I believe he was, but that team has responded. They're six and three now. I mean, everybody in a division has a winning record, but they're right in the mix. 
You know, they're right in the mix. So, um, K-Star, I got to give you credit where credit is due, man. What your quarterback did these last two games, there's no words to describe it. It is in, it's just insane. And and uh, I'm happy for your team, happy for you. You got something uh, – you got something to stick your chest out about, you know. I, I got to give you credit. I got to give you credit. But you know, but you know, Sounds like a two game promotion. We're gonna unleash hell here. <laughs> but you know, with credit comes accountability. You know what I mean? I mean, I mean, I have nothing bad to say about Big Ben. As far as I'm concerned, it's the Fab Five, and Ben's there, and he is he is um, in the conversation to be one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL right now, if you ask me. He's playing at an extremely high level, and he has put that team on his back and said, "I'm gonna, I, no, I'm gonna unleash hell, and we're gonna get this done." And um, but you know that brings me to another Pittsburgh Steelers discussion, though, because now I'm reading other players that you are wanting to put on the same level as Big Ben. One Antonio Brown. I mean, you now have the audacity, the unmitigated gall the temerity to post that he's the best wide receiver in NFL. The best wide receiver in NFL. And in that same thread, when people mentioned different wide receivers, including one, Des Bryant, I quote, Des sucks. Unquote. Whoa. (laughs) Wow. That was you, K-Star. That was off the record. You can't quote me on that. You said this. Of course we can't. That's Facebook, baby. Public. Does, I, I mean, does, I mean, did you did you really think suck. that was that? Listen, that was uh, a inebriated, excited K star right after the Steelers Ravens game. Come on, come on. All right. Well, you know what? I'm gonna, I, I did. You know, you said inebriated. You said inebriated. And Lord suck. knows, I've had a cocktail or two in my day. Shut up, Jay. Um, and and Lord knows, hmm, I've said a couple of things inebriated and done a few things under the influence that maybe I shouldn't have. So okay, I'm gonna give you that. I'm gonna give you that. But but that said, you did put it on your things to talk about tonight. Are you still? And, and, and I just want to make sure that I understand. So we're gonna we're gonna delete the dead sucks thing because we know dead's a beast. But are you still saying that Antonio Brown is the best wide receiver in the NFL right now? Is that what you're saying? He is currently the best wide receiver in the NFL right now. He can't be covered. It's insane. He he really cannot be stopped right now. It's. And not even right now. I mean, even dating back to last season, a 1,500-yard season uh, last year. I mean, and, and you look at his consistency, no games under 80 yards receiving this year. Uh, you know, he's on the field every play. I mean, if the, if Calvin is on the field, if Calvin is healthy, uh, you know, that's that's a whole other discussion then. However, I think it does have to be considered. I think durability does have to be factored in because you, you need your guys in the field. Your team needs you on the field. And with that said, Antonio Brown on the field cannot be stopped. He can't. I welcome any DB to try and stop him. You J- JB, JB, I'm going. Uh, we didn't. We didn't get you in the last piece, so I'm going to start with you. Um, mm-hmm. K Star says Antonio Brown, best wide receiver in, a, in, a, in the NFL. What do you think? Well, he's he's got a legitimate point when you look at it from a numbers perspective, uh, and I'm looking at ESPN's numbers. He's the number one wide receiver right now, um, so I can't, from a, from a numbers perspective, 
I can't quite argue with that. He's playing phenomenal too. The way he plays links up with how Ben plays, and um, uh, he, he can be put in discussion. I'm not going to go right out on a limb and say he's the best, bar none, but he's in the discussion. It's it's he, he's got an argument. Since, since when do we not be definitive on the Madden voice? What is all this hemming and hawing? K-Star is saying he is the best wide receiver in the NFL. He's not saying in the discussion. He's not saying in the conversation. K-Star, am I, am I misquoting you? No, you are not. He cannot be stopped. He cannot be covered. Right. So, 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 so the question, JB, is do you think he's the best wide receiver in the NFL? Because that's what K-Star is saying. Can't disagree with him, then. Can't. Okay. Dr. Train, J- JB is co-signing. Dr. Train. Yep. Yep, uh, meaning he's the best. No. <laughs> oh, 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 I'm sorry. <laughs> I was just asking to make sure, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm here, I'm listening, and no, he's not. Um, being the best and um, playing as the best wide receiver, they're, they're, they're two different things. Wait a minute. Uh, I, I, you I want you to say. Wait, wait, wait. Hold it. Slow. Pause. Make that point one more time, just so K Star can hear you clearly. Say that again, please, Doctor Train. Being the best wide receiver and playing as the best wide receiver are two different things. Okay. Continue. And right now. Right now, Antonio Brown, bar none, is playing the best ball at his position. Just like Demarco Murray was playing. The best ball. He is playing the best ball as a running back in the NFL. But is he now, don't the, break Mark Mark Murray, the best running yeah, back? Yeah, yeah. No, what I name? Yeah, but don't break. Don't, hmm? don't, don't, don't. Now you're killing my. You're killing no, my. You're killing 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 my. you Okay, so pause. So, K-Star, is DeMarco Murray the best running back in the NFL? Yes. I'll, yes. DeMarco Murray cannot be stopped. Today, this season, as it stands currently, DeMarco Murray is the best running back in football today. Mm-hmm. Wow. You heard that, right, Train? I did, man. You know, I, I'm, I'm starting to think that K-Star doesn't necessarily have to watch football. He just needs oh, to I watch football. Stats. No, no, but you don't have to, though. All you got to do is look at stats, and you can find your best man. Uh, okay. Well, you know what? It's funny because you know, I remember the Kansas City Chiefs argument you used last year, and um, just go ahead. The 9 no. Well, I just – I listen – the reason I was bringing it up is because all year you've been saying Laverne, Le, 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 Le'Veon Bell. I can never say that guy's name. Le'Veon Bell, yeah. mm-hmm. the best running back in the NFL, the most promising running back in the NFL, the best young running back. I mean, you've used a whole variety of ways to describe him, and I've had to remind you that he's 300 yards behind DeMarco Murray when you're making all these statements and all these comments. So now you seem to have pulled back from that position and now you are saying that DeMarco Murray, for the same reason as Antonio Brown, is the best running back in the NFL right now. That's what you're saying. Le'Veon Bell is absolutely uh, in that discussion as the best running back. He is not, however, better than DeMarco Murray. And well, for why? me, it goes utilization. The team's strength, I'll put it like this, the coaching staff uh, decide, dictates, uh, you know, what gives us the best chance to win, Right. 
for the Cowboys, it's DeMarco Murray, and he cannot be stopped. For uh, the Steelers, at this point, honestly, it's the passing of Antonio Brown. Le'Veon Bell is absolutely terrific. He's a complete, uh, you know, all-around player. Uh, definitely a top three running back. But, I mean, I mean, let's be real. If It says something when you have a player who is utilized at the, at the level and volume in which they're used, and they still can't be stopped when the team knows what's coming every single play, and they still can't do anything about it. When they can't take away your bread and butter, how can you not say that this man isn't, you know, the best at his position? It's one of those type of things. Well, here, here's, my, here's my argument. Um, wow. If Adrian Peterson comes back and plays Sunday, which right. is very unlikely, but if Adrian Peterson comes back and we ask that question. Well, that's yeah, that changes. Well, but, but, but Adrian Peterson hasn't played all year, right? What he played? Did he play any games early in the season? I don't even remember. He's been gone so long, I don't even remember. All right, so yeah. based on your ex, your definition, Murray's, Murray's still the best running back in the NFL. Yet we know Adrian Peterson's a better running back right now. That's something changed in the last few weeks. Uh, he's still the best. So my, my point is that I think Antonio Brown is playing the best. He is benefiting from a hot Ben Roethlisberger. Got to tell you. But I'm not ready to say that I would take him over Calvin Johnson, over Des Bryant, over A.J. Green, over um, – Larry Fitzgerald. I'm sorry? Stop it. Stop it. Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah, I mean, the problem with saying he's got to – I mean, he's been in the league, I think, five years. Okay. Um he will have his third out of five years, thousand yard um, games. Okay, a thousand yard season. He's having a phenomenal. Been a starter. Been a starter for three years. Every year, yes, he's been over a thousand. Okay, well, I mean, that's he's been in the league five years. I mean, you know, um, he's five ten, one hundred and ninety pounds, maybe soaking wet. I mean, if you're mm-hmm. if 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 you lined up all of these guys coming out of college. You're not picking Antonio Brown. You're picking Calvin Johnson. I know you, K-Star. I know you are. So I don't think Antonio Brown is there yet. I think there is a fine line. Just like I don't think DeMarco Murray is there yet. There is a fine line. Hey, Emmitt Smith won, I don't know, three rushing titles, four rushing titles. But you know what? When Barry Sanders was in the league, Barry Sanders was a better running back. And yeah. Emmitt Smith, even when Emmitt was winning Super Bowls, even when Emmitt Smith was had more yards in the season, which I believe he outrushed him three years. But to me, Barry was a better running back. So I think there's a difference between your guy Brown is on fire. He's playing well. He's, he's you know, he's, he's just like Ben. Yes. But we're not saying Ben is the best quarterback in the NFL. Because I think Tom Brady would have something to say about that. So so with Peyton Manning. So I just want to say I appreciate the loyalty for your team. But you go stick your chest out and you make these proclamations. And, hey, man, careful what you say because, you know what, Commissioner D is trolling, man. I'm, I'm, I'm out there, man. I'm watching. Always and trolling. That's what I do, baby. And like I said, <laughs> I think the boy is playing the top. He is playing at the highest level in the NFL wide receiver right now. But I'm not ready to say he's the best wide receiver in the NFL. I I just I I, I don't let, see that. Let me report real quick though to the basically the measurable argument. 
uh, because it's interesting. So I'll put it like this. You're right. Uh, same thing can be said, though, about Randy Moss lining him up, standing in his measurables, standing in his times, standing in his height, but stuff next to Jerry Rice. You would take Randy Moss if you were to look at them but Jerry Rice size, athlete-wise and everything, over, over, over Jerry Rice. So I just – you know, but no one, and you gave me all kinds of you gave me all kinds of stuff for saying how I preferred Moss, Moss's Moss that, you know, because of how great Jerry Rice was and how he couldn't be stopped, uh, which obviously Jerry Rice consistently is the consistent greatest receiver of all time, um, and but Jerry can't really argue it, can't really argue it. But but my, but my point is again, I, I just think the measurables is something that because you're wait a minute, K Star, you, you you're comparing a prototypical six two running a wide receiver to a 6'4 wide receiver. I mean, you're talking about a guy that's 5'10", to the standard now is 6'2", 6'3". T.O. was 6'3". You know, some of these guys, like Calvin Johnson, 6'5". So there's a huge discrepancy. We're not talking two inches. Can half a foot discrepancy. So I'm just saying, you know. That shouldn't be the case. That that shouldn't matter because if if that's the case, then here we're taking Drew Bledsoe over Drew Brees all day, every day. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Well, out, 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 out of college, we probably would have. <laughs> yeah, we would have, but it doesn't mean it's the right answer. You know, I'm just saying. So. Well, but when you look at the when you look at the top quarterbacks, most of them are six four, six five. Manning six six, Brady six four, Luck six five. You know, so you know, so what I'm saying is, I just think when you say he's the best, I think he's playing the best. I don't think he's the best. He's got to do this for a while. Before, at least I come around and say he's the best, and before I think the general public. I mean, I watched um, the mid mid year mid year awards on ESPN earlier today, and offensive MVP, offensive most valuable player, quarterbacks were excluded. They didn't put them, so it was just all offensive players. And um, Antonio Brown was nominated, but Demarco Murray won. Okay, you know we could see that. But do you know the way they did it was like an election? So they tallied the votes in all 50 states. So Murray won all 50 states. So even the people in Pennsylvania, there were more people that voted for DeMarco Murray than Antonio Brown. So we need to read it out. Some voter brought up in there. You're talking wild but uh, although I will say actually on first take, though so, uh, I believe Eric Allen was champion. Uh, Aaron, uh, Antonio Brown is the best receiver in the game today. Um, so there's a way. And I think he's playing. I think he's playing the best. I just don't think. I don't think right now. Yeah. And Jay, I, I see your point. It's two different positions. But if he was really that good, he would at least won his own state. If people perceived him as the best, this is America's team, team, baby. As you say, as you say, T. Well, now, so America's going to vote for Demarco Murray. Yeah, and America did vote, but I figured you'd get one state. You can't pull your own. <laughs> right? You would, you would think, and that's what I'm talking about, Rico. You would think. You know, God, couldn't even get his own home state. It'd be a more argument if I knew where else the other wide receivers were on that list over there on that list. That's all I'm saying. I, I get where you're coming from, T, but where if, since we're talking about wide receivers only, where does he rank amongst wide receivers within that list? And it sounds like we won't be able to tell. No, that 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 wasn't the, the report. That was it was an award for the office offensive player through the through this year. My point is, if if this, I would bet you if Calvin Johnson had played all year and was putting up those kind of numbers, he would have at least won Michigan because he is he is considered the best wide receiver in the game. 
Like, get out of here. Who cares? Who cares about that stupid gimmick ESPN did with election and voting? And yeah, because yeah, 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 your boy didn't win. That's why. If, if, if Calvin was putting up those numbers, this discussion wouldn't be about Antonio Brown. It would be about Calvin, but he's but not Calvin, putting up those numbers. But Calvin is considered – my point is Calvin's considered the best wide receiver in the game. He's been hurt, so, okay, he's not in the discussion because mm-hmm. he's been hurt. But his track record of playing at this level is longer than Brown's. So, therefore, I believe my opinion is he would at least have won his state because the consensus is when he's healthy, he's number one in the NFL. He's been hurt now, so we don't have that conversation. Well, Brown hasn't been doing this long enough. If he does it longer, if we're, if we're having this conversation this time next year and Brown is still playing at this level, okay, now, we're, now in my opinion, it's a different conversation now. If a year from now, he had 1,500 yards last year. He had 800 the year before, okay, just, just for the record. But he had 1,500 last year. He's going to do 15, 16, 1,700 this year. I don't know what he's going to do. He's going to have a phenomenal year this year if he stays healthy. And if we get into halfway of next year and he's got eight, 900 halfway through or whatever, okay, now I think you got my attention. Now he's done it long enough. He's, he's been consistent. Now it's not just a fluke. It's not just a few good games or one good season. Now I'm sitting there saying, well, Jesus Christ. Now I'm thinking. That's why, and I would say the same thing about DeMarco Murray. DeMarco Murray so is they, playing the best any running back in the NFL. But he ain't the best running back in the NFL to me. He's just not. I don't – Adrian I, Peterson I, is to you. That's, I, I can't count Adrian Peterson because Adrian until Peterson he gets reinstated. Better, right, until he's reinstated. Yeah, I, but, just, but I'm that's just, just saying, a different okay, case. So, that's just a weird so, situation. So, so better running back? LaShawn McCoy is a better running back. Now, he's not playing at that level right now overall for the whole year. But to me, he's a better running back. Matt Forte, better running back. If you ask me running backs – I have to see Murray do this. Murray hasn't even played 16 games in one year yet. He's been hurt every year. So I got to see him do this. Now, he gets through this year, and he's healthy. Cowboys go to the playoffs, do what they do. Next year, he, and we're sitting there this time next year, and Murray's, you know, okay, you got my attention. When we Listen, let me just summarize, and then we can move on. There's a difference, as Train said very eloquently, between playing the best and being the best. Playing the best. I ain't got no argument with that statement. Antonio Brown's playing the best. Being the best, no. DeMarco Murray, my, my running back, playing the best right now. Being the best, no, not yet. You got to play the best for a longer period of time to then be the best. That's my overall point to all of this. And that's why well, that's I fair. And that's fine. say and that's fine. Ben Roethlisberger is Fab Five. Because he's been doing this for so long. Every time you think Ben's done, he comes back and is like, oh, my God, here he goes again. He does something. So that's my point. That's my overall point. My whole, to everything I'm trying to say, that's my point right there. I give you Ben, 5-5. Five, five. I can't give you Antonio yet. Let's see if he keeps doing it. Then, hey, I, I put some salt on my words, and I'll eat them. All right. All right. We'll be revisited then, uh, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure we will. I'm sure we will. Um. Uh, we're going to unleash hell here. At least y'all know I'm a man of my word. I said I would do it, and I'm doing it. All right. Um, let's see. Uh, AFC West. Man, oh, man, what a division. Uh, let's go to JB on this one. So Seahawks won, but not very impressive, but they won. Niners lost. 
Cardinals beat my Cowboys. We'll talk a little bit about that shortly. Um, uh, JB, um, you asked the question. I want you to give the answer. Uh, and, and let me also add this. The, the question is, are the Niners playoff bound at 4-4? Four and four? And, and Jerry Rice has come out today to say, no matter what happens at the end of the season, Harbaugh is gone. Now, you know, this is a guy who is a Bay Area legend, played for both teams out there, but most of his career in San Francisco. Um, I, I have a hard time not giving this some credit. I have a hard time just saying he's just a former player. He, I have a feeling he knows something. Okay, that's all I'm going to say. So that said, uh, JB, your thoughts on the Niners, 4-4. Four and four. Are they playoff bound? You know, at this point, I'm going to have to say no, they're not. And you look at that division, even though the Seattle Seahawks aren't playing the kind of ball that we expected them to play, they're still a dangerous team. Arizona, they're for real. I mean, prior to Sunday's game against the Cowboys, I knew they were good. They're for real. Carson Palmer, although he hasn't done much in the postseason, he is playing well, and you can't take that away from him. You look at what's going on in the NFC East. You've got the Cowboys. You've got the uh, the Eagles. You look and see what's going on in the South. Well, that's that's a mess. But then you look and see what's going on in the North. It's going to be tough for them to get in. I, if, if they can squeeze in as a six, that's a stretch right now. So I'd have to say no. Dr. Train, Niners, playoff bound at this point? Oh, wow, man. Um, honestly, a little tough for them because, you know, I forget which, which whole division that they play. Um Gosh, but I mean, I know they got the Saints coming up here. The Saints are fighting for their division, and you know, for them to lose against St. Louis, understand that St. Louis is not a chump. But man, if you're gonna if you're gonna be a playoff team, you you do got to beat the low man on the totem pole in your division. And right now, that's, that's the Rams, and and they didn't beat the Rams, and it does not look good for them moving forward. They just are nowhere near, not even as consistent as they was last year. And last year they had a little bit of inconsistency. So playoffs, whoo! Um, right now I would have to say I would have to say no because um, I, I put more faith in the Seahawks to get back on track. We already got the NFC uh, East battle between the Cowboys and the Eagles and the Cardinals. Man, Bruce Arians, or oh, how I wish he was our head coach. I'm, I digress. I'm, I'm depressed again. Go ahead. Uh, playoffs. Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs. You know, before Jerry Rice came on, I was ready to. I wasn't ready to um, write them off. Um, I look at the schedule. They got the Saints in New Orleans. Um, they're not going to beat the Saints in New Orleans. Four and five. They got the Giants in MetLife. Met they can win that game. Five and five. Washington comes to San Francisco. They can win that game, 6-5. and five. Seattle comes to San Francisco. We don't know. Um, let's give them that game. Let's just say in San Francisco, rival. They've, they've turned out to be pretty physical rivals. Let's just say, because we don't know if, San if Seattle is going to be Seattle of last year or Seattle of this year. So let's give it to San Francisco because we're sitting there saying, are they going to make the playoffs? 7-5. and five. At Oakland, 8-5. and five. At Seattle, eight and six, right? Two games to go, home games, 
eight and six, San Diego and Arizona. So I don't know because San Diego just got blown out by Miami, who's clearly better than I thought. Um, so they could at home San Diego. Now they're nine and six, and then they got Arizona. Well, the way Arizona uh, is playing overall, although I'll give some thoughts on Arizona shortly, will that game mean anything? Could the division be wrapped up by then? So could San Francisco go to 10-6 and six playing scrubs because Arizona's already won the division and, and the game is irrelevant? I don't, I don't know. So what I'm saying is I agree with you guys that it's not looking good, but the record suggests that they could still get in if they get their act together. If they figure out what is – I mean, they lost to San Francisco, uh, St. Louis. Um, it should have never come down to a sneak, you know, to get into the touchdown anyway, but it did. So, I don't know. And I think that's the theme of this year is, I don't know. They're 4-4, four and four and they could, you know, they could they – could, I mean, the Giants – didn't look very good last night. They look a mess. And then next thing you know, in two weeks, the Giants could blow out San Francisco, and we're sitting there saying, where'd that come from? Because that's the way this season has gone. So if, 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 if I have to be definitive, I'm going to say um, I, I'm going to say they still make the playoffs. And I'll tell you why momentarily. But if I have to be definitive, which I like to be on the show, I'm going to say San Francisco still makes the playoffs. K-Star, you have any thoughts on this? Yeah, I'm not giving up on the 49ers. The odds are certainly stacked against them, but it's on the, it's on the way. Alden Smith is coming back, uh, I believe, this week. Uh, you're one of the best pass rushers in the NFL. That will help tremendously. Uh, the biggest issue right now is, honestly, the offense is not putting up points, and they can't run the ball as well as they uh, typically do. Um, but I, I think the defense playing as well as they will uh, with Alden coming back. and I mean, they've played, they've been playing well anyway. You know, so they they have too much talent. This team has too much pedigree. This team has uh, too much experience. I think that they will get it together. Um, but certainly they got to do it now. Yeah, I, I think I would give if, – if it came down to um, them or Seattle at this point, um, just, just you know, my never-to-be-humble opinion, I'm, I would lean towards San Francisco still. I don't, I'm not seeing a lot in Seattle to get excited about. Be, to be honest with you, um, I think they're really gonna they're really gonna miss Percy Harvin. To be honest with you, to be frank, um, so I, that's you know my my view on that right now. My view. Um, I mean, <laughs> Rams beat them both, so I mean you know you can't say well they lost the Rams, so did Seattle, um, and Seattle definitely is not the Seattle of last year. There's no doubt about it. Um, but um, inch away from winning that game, they were inch away from winning that game. So let's no. keep that in mind as well. Who was an inch away? What? Say it again. The, the, the Niners were an inch away from winning that game. So let's keep in perspective as well, too. It's not like they you know, yeah, yeah, going yeah, out or yeah. anything. They had that game. Yeah, yeah. yeah they were. Um, ah. So I do want to take a minute um, before we before we talk about rankings and K Stars Bonafide or Front. Um, remind everybody. I feel like we've been on the show forever, but it was just we started a little early. Three four seven eight three eight nine five two five three four seven eight three eight nine five two five. If you're uh, if you're out on the West Coast and you haven't gone to vote yet, get on out there and vote and uh, make your voice be heard. Because uh, uh, if you don't vote. And you don't like the outcome, you can't complain. So get out there and vote, everybody. All right. Um, so 
I'm going to wrap all this into one segment, and I'll bring you guys in in a second. But, um, you know, I try to hold these people accountable. I couldn't find the audio clip, but Stephen A. Smith is saying that under no circumstances should Tony Romo have gone to um, London after saying that Romo should not have been brought back in against uh, Washington. And I, you know, it amazes me that this show, and, and just as an aside, first take, because I know someone, someone at ESPN listens to the Madden voice. I know this, because too many things we talk about end up on first take, okay? So I know somebody's listening. So let me just say this to you. I don't care what Flo Rider thinks. I, I don't care what the rappers think about the sports world. I don't care what the actors think. I personally, as a football person, as a sports person, I don't care. You guys got to stop bringing these rappers and these actors. and the, I, Once in a while, you'll bring somebody on who's actually pretty good. But most of the time, I don't get it. I don't get it. So, really, just stop it. Flow Rider was on today. Who cares? Romo shouldn't have gone. And... And you watched Whedon play against Arizona. Um, I was trying to find, and I couldn't get it, um, Charles Barkley, terrible. But Whedon was terrible. Whedon's performance against Arizona was as bad as I've seen since Romo became starter. I, I don't know. Prior to Romo, yeah, I can find some others that they've had. Um, and, you know, the funny thing is, I didn't know Whedon played baseball. And that, to me, is the kiss of death. Because the Cowboys had Quincy Carter, who was a baseball player. Chad Hutchinson, who was a baseball player. Drew Henson, who was a baseball player. And they all stunk. Brandon Whedon stinks. He's horrible. He's horrible. I'm going to say, get rid of Whedon. I don't like him. I can't stand him. He's horrible. And why does Stephen A. Smith think that Brandon Whedon is going to beat Blake Bortles? Jacksonville, well, I don't know if they're going to do what Jay says because I don't have a crystal ball to know what they're going to draft and sign and all that. They're not very good this year. Certainly, they have potential to be good in the future. Blake Bortles isn't bad. Um, so, Jacksonville, you know, they but they play hard. They play hard every game. And um, you can't put in Whedon against Jacksonville. The Cowboys will lose. And then it, now it's 6-1 and one to 6-4? and four? Are you kidding me? No. This is who I want as my backup. I don't want Brandon Whedon. There's a guy out there that we should go get his backup. This kid is a gamer. He's a baller. He's a playmaker and a shot smaller. In case you didn't know, I got Tebow. He shattered the mold. And all he does is win. All, all, all he does is win games. Listen. I got Tebow. He shattered the mold. And all he does is win. All, 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 he, all he does is unleash. Tell Tebow. Let him go. It's time. Turn him loose. Let him play. Let him play. On Sunday. Unleash. Tell Tebow. Let him go. It's Turn him loose. Let him play. I'm going to church Sunday. Run, pass, option. I think that's my game. 
I'm no Don Elway. He's rewriting the book. Week in and week out. He's a unique football player. That's what Tim Tebow's all about. He's a gamer. He's a playmaker. Shot caller. He's a gamer. He's a playmaker. Shot caller. Unleash Tim Tebow. Let him go. It's time. Turn him loose. Let him play. Let him play. Right. on Sunday. And all he does is win. All, all, all he does is win. One more day. One more win. All, all, all he does is win games. Go get Tim Tebow. Bring him to Dallas. Make him the backup. I take him in a second. Brandon Whedon is horrible. He's horrible. I tried to tell you. He's I tried horrible. to tell you guys. He's last horrible. Last week. Try to warn you guys. Yeah, well, you're right. Train was right. And anybody else who said it, he's horrible. He's terrible. Let Awful. me say this about Arizona. Arizona's a good team. The theme of the night, they're a good team. They got the best record in the NFL. I don't see the hype just yet. I think Bruce Arians is, is – I think he's a great coach. And, 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 and this is not, I think, you know, he's certainly quarterback friendly. We know his, his record with, with uh, the Colts and, all, you know, I, and, and, and I like his style. I like, you know, when they interview him. And, I mean, I, I think I like him. I, I like his style as a coach. Um, but I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm still not sold. I'm still not sold on Cardinals. They, uh, okay, I'm sorry, guys. I'm, I'm, I'm. They just they just updated uh, Malloy and Foley and uh, too close to call. All right, <sighs> it's gonna be a late night for me. Um, I'm not sold just yet on Arizona. Um, and when I say sold, I'm not saying they're not a good team. I'm not I'm not there to say they're a great team. They do a lot of things good. They don't really do any one thing great, and it's been enough to give them a seven and one record, best record in the NFL. They got a two game lead in their division. They were ten and six last year, uh, missed the playoffs, and you know uh, uh, seventeen and seven in, in two years under Arians. Ellington looking really good running back. Palmer's back there. Fitzgerald. I mean, you know, they look pretty good. I'm just not there just yet. Let's see how this season plays out. Everybody's talking about their, you know, uh, power rankings. They're listed one or two in the NFL. I just, I don't see it. I watched the game against Dallas, and all I kept saying was, where's Romo? Where's Romo? If Romo's in that game, I don't know if we win or not, but it's a different game. I mean, with Whedon, who was terrible. Did I say he was Terrible. Terrible. Ten minutes to go in the game, and it's 14-10. Very winnable game with Whedon, who is terrible. So I don't know. I feel pretty good about our chances with a healthy Tony Romo in there. So I just don't know yet about Arizona. So um, let's see what happens. They got eight games to go. They got some division games to play. And uh, I think I think this is going to be very similar to what we experienced with Kansas City last year. them as a 14 and 2 13 and 3 i think the second half is going to be more of a four and four three and five kind of outing and they're going to slide in as a wild card 10 and 6 11 and 5 uh i think i think the seahawks regain their strength take the division or who knows maybe arizona and san francisco and one of them get in and one of them doesn't that's what i'm seeing and and you can quote me on that and i'll admit if i'm wrong but that's how i look at it but did i say whedon was terrible Terrible. All right. He's awful. Oh, he's bad. All right. Let's move on to the power rankings. Let's move on to the power rankings. 
I think it's a perfect segue into the power rankings. So um, NFL.com has K-Stars, Pittsburgh Steelers, number five, Eagles, Mm. four, Broncos, three, Cardinals, two, Patriots, one. Blog, I'm sorry, (laughs) Blog Talk Radio. Bleacher Report, Lions, five, Packers, four, Broncos, three, Cardinals, two, Patriots, one again. ESPN, Colts, five, Eagles, four, Broncos, three, Cardinals, two, Patriots, one. See a theme here, ladies and gentlemen? Um, So all three of those major sports entities have the Patriots, number one, and the Cardinals, number two, and the Broncos, number three. Okay? Um, We had a very interesting uh, 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 rankings, and – uh, I will I will now relay them to you. It's very very interesting. Um, of course, K Star had Steelers at five, but he was the only one. Um, the Eagles at five, the Lions at four, and that was unanimous. All four of us had uh, the Lions at four. Three of us had the Eagles at five. Broncos at three. That was unanimous. Seems to be the consensus now with their loss that they dropped to three. And it hurts me to no longer see my Cowboys listed in the top five anywhere. They're sitting somewhere around seven in most of these rankings. And I can live with that. And here's where we parted ways. Two of us had Patriots first, Cardinals second. Two of us had the Cardinals first, the Patriots second. Um. And because I don't think you could, you should lose a ranking from a tie, and the Cardinals were the higher ranked last week, the Cardinals will then uh, be the number one ranked team on the power rankings this week, and the Patriots will be number two. And technically they're tied, but the tiebreaker is Cardinals were higher ranked last week, so they retain the higher ranking. They're not going to drop lower than another team that they were ahead of because of a tie. So we have the Cardinals as a group. We have the Cardinals first and the Patriots second. So let me ask this. JB, you had the Patriots first. Train, you had the Cardinals first. JB, I want you to go. Uh, Why do you think the Patriots are number one over the Cardinals? You look at the role that they've been on recently, the the fact that they did beat the Broncos, who last week were the number one ranked power ranking wise team in the NFL and the the level of talent that they've had to play over these past several weeks. Um and, and the and the way that they have played and the and the way the score is indicated, um they've they've been dominant and that's why I put them ahead of the Cardinals. By a hair, mind you, because I had to really think about that one, but by a hair because of how they've dominated over the last four weeks or so. Okay. And train? Um, I personally just like the way the Cardinals are playing ball. You know, it's to me it's easy to 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 put. I feel like it's easy to put the Patriots at number one once Tom Brady gets to because everybody's like, oh, Tom Brady, he's back. Oh my goodness! But you know, I, I just I like what I like the way the Cardinals are playing. Um. They play a solid defense. They play as a team. They play as a unit. And quite frankly, they do have the best record right now at 7-1. and one. And that was enough for me to put them number one. But the Patriots are a close second. I don't take anything from them. They, they, they are on a roll. 
and it really looks like the old Gronkowski is back. I mean, he tortures the Bears, but it, it just doesn't seem like it was a fluke. He continued to do it. Yeah, and, you know, actually, Train, I, I borrowed a line from you because you once a few weeks ago said one of the things you look at is head-to-head. That's one of the things you said you look at. When, when you're undecided, you look at head-to-head. And we were talking about the Cowboys, and, and you said that that you felt that whatever team it was, I think it was the Broncos that you put ahead of the Cowboys, even though the Cowboys had the better record, you thought the Broncos would beat the Cowboys. So are you saying – that the Cardinals would beat the Patriots? Because for me, that was when I looked at them head to head, I don't think, I, I think the Patriots right now, based on what I saw against um, a very good Denver defense, I, I, I Patriots would win that game. Um, if the Cardinals are at home, yeah, I do. Parkboro, then I don't have to go with the Patriots. Okay. So I, would give it, I would actually give it to the home team. What about on a neutral field? I mean, like in my backyard? Uh, I mean, just the, you know how Florida, <laughs> they didn't play in each other's you know, home court. They, they played at a neutral site. Uh, the Super Bowl, because in essence, I mean, it never know what could happen next, and I'm not making any type of proclamations or anything, but what if they play in the Super Bowl? That's a neutral site. Too. I, I well, this year it's not. This year it's not. It's actually in Arizona. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> but I, I probably would go with the. To answer your question, JV, I still probably would go with the Cardinals. I kind of like. I really like the way they've been playing ball, man. I I, I love to see team ball on on, on both now, sides. I mean. Now you know. Now I have to just say though, Train. I have to say I can't let you off the hook because I'm a, I'm a little disappointed because when we had this talk. Your exact words to me was, I can't believe I'm getting a hard time because I put the Broncos ahead of the Cowboys. And I said, well, the Cowboys had a better record. And you said, well, if they play – and you didn't even say neutral – you said if they played each other, I think the Broncos would win. And that was your reason. That's what you said. Now I'm getting a much different song with the Cardinals and, well, and, and the in Patriots. Your, in your case, T, I believe it was the same amount of losses. It was the same amount of losses and the – one win and, difference because and, of a because of a bye. And yeah. in this case it's seven and two versus seven and one. See, I don't I don't I don't consider them the exact same case. I I looked at your case and I and I took it I, I took it by the I took it by the losses. And and I had had already had Denver above the Cowboys the previous week and I don't see a reason to to move them because they didn't they did they played one less game. But that's not but but my my point was that that w- what you just said they're very close but Cardinals had a better record. And when I brought that up with Dallas having a better cuz it is a better record train. I mean whether they have the same wins or losses, a better record's a better record. Period. So the Cowboys had one more win. That's a better record. You dismissed it and said, "Well, I think the Broncos would beat the Cowboys." And I said, "Well, okay. I mean, and I preferred to last year's game that, you know, but that was last year, not this year. And this year, mm-hmm. now with these two teams, it's it, it, the, the rationale doesn't sound the same. It just sounds like you like Arizona, so that's it. And yet, all of your reasoning." That- he asked me to choose a team that I think would win. I still picked Arizona. 
Yeah, in Arizona. He said you neutral said field. Oh, neutral. And he said on the neutral field, I said Arizona. I, oh, okay. Neutral I, field, I did, you would yeah, pick Arizona to beat Patriots. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Well, we're not going to see that game, but um, okay. Um, K-Star. You've been yeah. Actually, I I made a mistake. I, I actually wanted uh, uh I, I wanted Patriots as one, Cardinals as two. I should have flipped it. That was a yeah. I was, I, and I was getting to you because I was completely shocked. I mean yeah you, yeah yeah. That, that's what's you're Patriots Tom Brady uh, like too. Yeah, you're you're Tom Brady poster child. So I I was really surprised when it came through Arizona one. I was getting to you next. So you're saying you have it backwards. So then, in essence, yes. everything I just did with train was for naught because if we switch it, then that means Patriots go to one and the Cardinals go to two. Yeah, but I, I enjoyed that anyway. I yeah, well, no, it was train. Well, I, you know, I, I, I mean, I gotta <laughs> hold him accountable just like he holds me accountable. I mean, that's what we do. That's what we do. So, all right. Well, I'm not gonna change it now. It is what it is. Um, you, you, you know, just next time, just send it to me the way you mean it. So that's all, yeah. all right. Uh, all right, let's move on to bona fide or bona front. K-Star, it's on you. All right. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it is your favorite segment of the show, bona fide, bona front. And we're going to start off with a guy we mentioned earlier uh, who we, you know, consensus if he played, was he playing, if he was playing, still the best running back in the NFL, Adrian Peterson. And... He is in a certain situation where he uh, accepted a plea agreement and he has no jail time, meaning he is not facing uh, charges from what I understand. Therefore, uh, the NFL is in an awkward position where they have to make a ruling on this. And I believe, and, and tell me if you guys believe this is a bona fide or bona front statement, that the NFL should let Adrian Peterson play, and here's why. Adrian Peterson has missed, I believe, eight games this season, so you can sit here and and actually put that as a suspension-like uh, uh, sentence for him. Uh, I'm not sure if he was paid or not, um, but I don't concern myself with the money aspect of it. Uh, but I, I believe that it is bona fide in a social level and Peterson play because the guy missed eight games. He's been through the public harassment or the public shame, embarrassment, and this is something that's going to stick with him. Uh, you know, he has probation, blah, 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 uh, and I don't mean to dismiss it outright as that, um, but – Let's be real. I mean, the man, the, he, the legal system played out as it did. And uh, he just – maybe it's just me being a fan. But I think it's bona fide that he should play. I want to see him on the field. And, again, the guy missed like eight games this year already as a fan. I'm not sure what else – what more the NFL wants to do with him. Okay. Uh, let me go back to train. That's your division. What do you think? Has he, has he paid his price, served his due, and uh, should the NFL – um, you know, pending whatever they have to do diligence, uh, reinstate them. Yeah, absolutely, man. I'm all for giving people uh, another opportunity. You know, uh, considering that the NFL doesn't really have a room to handle these situations, then by all means, yes, reinstate him. I don't, I don't think he's a evil, child abusing person whatsoever. I uh, understand the, the, the circumstances of the situation, but I'd love to see him back on the field, man. Football is not the same when when people like Agent Peterson are not playing. JB? I, I, too, would like to see him back on the field as a fan, but, but let me ask you all this. 
with his admission of smoking a little weed prior to his court hearing, does that count for his uh, you know substance abuse policy in, in, in the four-game suspension, or is that going to be wrapped up, included in his uh, suspension with the child abuse? Uh, I believe that it's it's no longer uh, a suspension for um, little reefer in the system. I believe that basically. Well, yeah, he he. Well, uh, let's be, well, let's be clear. He he was on probation, and as a as a part of his probation, he was not supposed to do it. He was already suspended at that point from the NFL. I don't know that now the NFL can. I mean, you, you know, you, you that's you know they got a drug test and all that stuff. So if they were to drug test him and find out that he did weed or whatever, okay, now we have a conversation. I don't know now just because he said he did it. The NFL has any recourse because he was suspended. I mean, I mean, you know, you, you know, I'm not in the league now. You suspended me pending this, so now you're going to punish me. Well, I wasn't already. I was already out of the league. I honestly don't know if they have jurisdiction to suspend him further for that. I honestly don't think they can. Good yeah, question. Like I, Good question. Just throwing it out there because I wasn't sure what the ramifications were with the timing of it. Not to mention the the new um, way of going about the testing and, and with how they're going to suspend let's or not assume, suspend folks. Let's assume for, for the sake of this conversation that that's, not a, that's a non-issue. Based on what we know, that's a non-issue. Do you think he should be able to play? Yes. Okay. Um, I wholeheartedly, emphatically agree. Um, I think he should be immediately reinstated. And as long as he fulfills the terms of his probation, does his 80 hours of community service, pays his four grand, which I'm sure is walking around, you know, chump change to him, uh, he should be reinstated. I think um, let's see if Minnesota um, is what they're going to do now. Uh, we don't know if Minnesota is going to take him back or, you know, we uh, let's see what Minnesota does. And if Minnesota decides to release him, Jerry Jones, you better go get him. That's all I'm saying. Because he already said he wants to play for Dallas. Come on. I'll take you in a second. Love you, DeMarco, but I'm taking Adrian Peterson if he wants to come play for Dallas. Adrian Peterson, by the way, I mean, DeMarco Murray will be a free agent at the end of this year, by the way. So watch how this story plays out. Now, would Minnesota be stupid to let him go? Does that mean they won't? Nope. So watch this story. Don't be surprised to see Adrian Peterson with a star in his helmet. Now, I remember several years ago on the Madden Voice, when T.O. was released from Philadelphia, I said he's coming to Dallas, and nobody believed me. This is the early state. Matter of fact, we weren't even really talking football. We were talking video games back then. And I said T.O. was coming to Dallas, and nobody believed me. He said, you're crazy. He'll never play in Dallas. He's a star. He was the Eagles. And no. And he ended up in Dallas. I'm not saying Peterson's coming to Dallas. I'm saying watch. It wouldn't surprise me. Not enough information. He just did a plea bargain a few hours ago. So we got to let this play out a little bit more and see what Minnesota does. Anyway, back to you, uh, K-Star. Next bona fide bona front. The Miami Dolphins at 5-3. and three. This team is playoff bound. That's a bona fide statement for me. Uh, the one thing Miami does well is they play defense and they run the ball. Those, that's a formula for success. That is a playoff uh, entry-based blueprint. And Listen, I mean, I said weeks ago that uh, on a bona fide bona front that the 
the Miami Dolphins are just flat out better than the Chicago Bears. It wasn't even an upset. And you're seeing it play out with the way that they destroyed San Diego. Um, that defense is for real. That pass defense is absolutely absurd. And I'm looking at their schedule here. Uh, they play at Detroit. That's a tough game. Versus Buffalo at Denver. Tough game there. Uh, and at New England. Those are the three tough games. But aside from that, they have still have two games against the hapless Jets. They play the Vikings. They play the Bills, which should be a solid game. Uh, but I, I think they sneak in. And it's simply because they are a team that dictates the flow of the game. And you see Tannehill improving. You see the offense ascending. And that defense, again, is absolutely top-notch, bona fide. Uh, and let's not forget, week one, they demolished the Patriots. Uh, New England is not a shoe-in to beat them based off matchup. I mean, to beat New England, you run the ball. And the, the Miami Dolphins are uh, top five ranked run rushing offense and dominate the uh, time possession category as well. Um, I like Miami as a playoff team this year. I think that's absolutely a bona fide statement that they slip in the wild card. All right. Well, let me before I ask Train or or Doctor or um, JV. See, see, here's here's what K Star likes to do. You like to make statements like they're a playoff team, right? Or the guy's a top five, or a guy with no qualifiers. At five and three, they have a winning record and certainly can make the playoffs. But let's look. Remember, we're talking two teams outside of division winners that get into. The playoffs, right? So, Patriots gonna win that division. Anybody who doesn't think that, I don't. They don't watch football. So, Patriots win a division, right? So now we've got, they've got to get in as a wild card. So they're at five and three. Buffalo's at five and three. Okay. Right now, the Bengals are winning your division. I don't know who's gonna win your division, but someone's gonna win your division. Um, you got four teams in your division, all above five hundred. So there's four teams battling right now, all within a game and a half of each other, right? And then you've got Houston, four and five. Okay, are they out of it? Uh, they're, they're, they're falling a bit, but they're not completely out of it. San Diego's slipping. They're at five and four. Kansas City's playing well at five and three. So, I mean, right now, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven teams. And you throw Miami in, that's eight teams for two spots. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I, you know, so you're saying two teams get in from the East, and then what? Mm-hmm. So who's out? Who's out? Because that means, I think it's, that means more than likely one team out of your division. I disagree. I think it's two teams from the AFC North, two teams from the East. So the wild cards come from the East and the North. See, um, you're talk- all right, we got to move on. We got to look at these other guys. Because now that's 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 – that's your – just like earlier in the year, you said two teams won't come out of the, uh, out of the NFC East. You believe that now? You still believe that? That's your, your prejudice, your it's bias. One, I, I, I think it'll be one team. I mean – So you're saying the Chiefs aren't going to get in then? You're saying – I like the, the Dolphins division? over the Chiefs the rest of the way. That is – and, yeah, absolutely. I, I do like the Chiefs – or I'm sorry, the, the Dolphins over the Chiefs the rest of the way. Just because, Chiefs again – Bills aren't, aren't, aren't going to get in? No. And so uh, Texans are done. Uh, 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 so so two teams out at AFC North. Your Steelers, and then who's the other one that gets in? Because I know you're picking your Steelers to win the division. So who else gets in? I think Cincinnati slips in. Oh, so Cleveland's out. Yes. Playing pretty well, but they're out. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> can't run right. the ball. Uh, they, they, listen, they can't run the ball uh, anymore. That was their strength. 
Uh, they still have, are struggling to find in the playing remember, Russian roulette. They're, they're, come, they're changing starting running backs every week. Remember, and Mr. Gordon will be back in, in a Browns uniform in a few weeks, so keep that in mind. Um, train. Um, the original question is the Dolphins a playoff team? Uh, I'm just going to say Bonafide. Um, it's, it's way too murky for you to call. They're, just listening to that whole soliloquy that he gave, you have a ton of teams sitting in the AFC with five and three records right now, five, two, and one, five and something, or even five and four, four and four. It's just way too murky to call Miami a bona fide playoff team at this present moment. Yeah, they got a formula. You got a good defense. You got a good run game. That's that's definitely what you need. But like I said earlier when I was talking when I was talking about the four horsemen, it's called consistency. You still have what are we, week ten? Going on week ten? So you still have seven more weeks or eight more weeks? I mean Gotta keep it up. So can they keep it up? And I don't care what their schedule looks like. You just named three teams that they could lose to and didn't now now they're sitting at five and six. <laughs> and one game away from probably pretty much being nothing. Yeah. Run front, man. It's way too early. JB. JB. Yeah, I'm going to have to say, Bonafront, I really do want to take a look at the schedule. Unfortunately, my, my Internet is moving slower than a constipated baby right now, so I can't figure out what's going to happen. Um, Bonafront. Uh, a constipated baby. Man, oh, man. Um, wow. I'm going to pull up their schedule real quick here. I can read. It. I can read it to you guys. I have it. Up right I, got, now. I got. I got. I got. I got you. I got you, big dog. Slow your roll. I got you. I got you. So uh, the Dolphins are at Detroit, and then uh, they host Buffalo, and then they're at Denver. So those are three games they could lose, could win, could lose. Two of them are on the road. Uh, at the Jets, and then they uh, host Baltimore. At New England. Wow. And then the last two games, the Jets and uh, I'm sorry, Minnesota and then the Jets. Um, I don't see it. Not I, I just with 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 not yet. I just I don't see it. I I I, I don't see it. Um, New England's going to win the division. I think the AFC North is going to send two. And I wouldn't I would it wouldn't surprise me that three came out of that division. Um, AFC West, Denver, another team. I, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't see it. I don't know. Kansas City, maybe. That's about the only one. Uh, AFC South for me right now, it's the Colts, and that's it. So I mean, I when I look at the playoff teams, I'm looking at um, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, and I still say Baltimore. I'm not quite there with Cleveland yet, but I still think. All three of those teams are going to fight it out, and Cleveland's going to be in the mix. I'm just not there yet. But I just with, with that AFC North being what it is, I just don't see Buffalo sliding in there when I, and when I look at this record. I, I don't see it, personally. It's going to be an uphill battle for sure. I, it's more or less just uh, seeing the fact that they're playing so well, and they have such a clear identity. A lot of these teams do not. They're playing well. Uh, and 
But do you remember a few weeks ago, San Diego was 5-1, and one, and, you know, top two or three team in the NFL. Phillip Rivers, MVP candidate. They looked great. Beat San Diego, uh, Cincinnati, uh, Seattle. And, and now they're 5-4, and four, and – you know, not even exactly. thought of and got, got annihilated by the Dolphins, you know. But three weeks ago, they were one of the best teams in the NFL. So it, it just switches I, so fast. It's just. It does. Yeah. But, I mean, it's had a great, great defense, great running game. That's something they bring to the field every week. They have a clear identity. And I think this is something that, you know, they, they make their mark in those games and they dictate the game flow. I like their chances. I think this is a very, very here's, good, here's, underrated here's still team. And I did have them beating San Diego last week for the reason. Here's the thing about saying great defense and and and, and great running game. It, it's great until someone figures out how to stop it. Then it's then it's just normal. You know, you got to have consistency to, to be considered great. Not a, just a couple of games. We are nine. We are, we are halfway through the NFL season. You got to have consistency. Okay. You can't call a defense great and the team is sitting at five and three. It's not like they're eight and zero. It's not like they're. It's not like they they shut everyone out. They show. Hey, they were calling Denver's defense great, and Denver's just got annihilated by Brady. Brady yeah. just ripped them apart. They were calling Colts defense great, and you ripped them apart. You know, they were they were touting the Colts defense as a solid defense. So I think part of it is also matchups. You know, where we can look at stats and say on yeah. paper the defense looks great. But they can go in and and just be and the matchups just don't work or the scheme, you know, just doesn't work. And and I think I think with Miami right now, remember what I always say: when all else fails, look at the head coach and the quarterback. Um, Philbin has been okay, but I'm not on his bandwagon just yet. And remember all that stuff that went on last year. I didn't forget about it. Maybe everybody else did. Uh, Jonathan Martin and all of that. Okay, that was under Philbin's watch. Okay, and Tannehill starting to starting to show some things, but he still got a ways to go too. So even though the defense has been playing better, you know they're in a tough they're in a tough conference with some seasoned quarterbacks, some seasoned coaches, and some seasoned teams. And when it comes down to it, I I don't think I think that's gonna that's gonna show improve in the end. Anyway. Go ahead. You're next. All right. Uh, next we have. Sorry about that, guys. Next we have the wonderful question of the, the Saints, the New Orleans Saints. We talked about the four horsemen earlier, and is a change of philosophy required for the Saints? Is it time they finally commit and feature to Mark Ingram like they had these last two games, but for the remainder of the season? And for me, it's bona fide. They need to commit to Ingram. They need to feature him because that defense isn't good enough uh, to otherwise uh, help support that offense. This is a team, and we've seen it. A lot of teams' formula for success this season has been running the game or running the ball, controlling the clock, limiting the possessions of the opposition, and kind of. Uh, Maintaining uh, good defense game flow through, again, time possession domination. And when you look at Mark Ingram, this is a bruising back. This is a guy who is ready and willing to to show off what he can do um, as that running back. And, you know, the Saints, uh, you know, we, we like Drew Brees. He's considered a four horseman. But 
they are in a position now where not as explosive as they once were throwing the football for whatever reason. And, you know, it's, it's simply to a point now where their scheme, their defensive scheme, the team needs to, to rely on a ground game. And I think that if the Saints ultimately want to be a successful playoff team, a team that threatens in the NFC and is legitimate, they need to absolutely rely on the ground game. We saw that last season when they went and passed Yeah. All right, you're 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 fading. I got your main point, but you're fading. You you would think K Star for a number of weeks of doing this show, you would find a spot where you don't fade. Um, JB, <laughs> New Orleans should they feature Mark Ingram and focus more on the running game? Fading like a flat top over there. Um, yeah, I think so. I, I was that's bona fide. Um, I would not go so far as to say they're not explosive. You have Drew Brees back there. He is still dangerous. You still have Graham, one of the, the top two or three tight ends, still dangerous. Colston still dangerous. You've got, um, what was it, Brandon Cooks, I think it is, the, uh, the Cooks, rookie. Yep. 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 Uh, you, you add, you add uh, Ingram to the mix because now we're starting to see how he played in Alabama. He was a dominant running back in Alabama. We're starting to see glimpses of that finally. You get him involved in it, it starts to take more, it starts to take pressure off that defense that's been a suspect so far this year. Then you start to open up some passing lanes with some play action. So, yeah, bona fide. I'll go with it. Train? No, I'm still baffled by uh, New Orleans because I, I would never understand the, the reason to trade away uh, Darren Sproles. Um, but I digress. Um, I'll I call it bona fide, but I simply be called it bona fide because if any team has a run guy, run game, it makes it really hard for them to be for you to beat them, especially one that was already explosive in the passing game. So yeah, of course, bona fide. If the Packers get a run game, Eddie Lacy starts going. Yeah, you feature Eddie Lacy. It's bona fide. Makes it um, bon- uh, bona front, and I know what K Star's trying to do. I'm already struggling in the fantasy football. I need Drew Brees to be the passing monster that he is. I don't need him featuring Ingram. It's some bull, okay? Bone of front. Um, all right, but on, on a football note, I still say bone of front. Um, first of all, Ingram's been injured in the past, okay? So, you know, that's something to consider is durability. Um, but, you know, you are who you are. I mean, having a good running game doesn't mean you have to feature and build your offense around the running back. When you have a Hall of Fame record-setting quarterback back there who throws the ball like few in the history of the game, um, you don't get away from that. That's what won you a Super Bowl. So, yeah, maybe you don't have, you know, I mean, I'm not sure I can say they don't have the weapons. They don't have Sproles, okay. But Graham is a monster. Um Cooks, Kenny Stills, um, you know, Colston's still there. Uh, I do think any good team, you don't want to sit there and have to throw the ball 40 times a game. But Drew Brees should be prepared to throw the ball 25 to 35, 30 times a game, hand off the ball 20, 22 times a game, go to the run game when you need to eat up some clock. But when you need to put up some points, do what you've always done. I think it's dangerous now to turn that team into something that it wasn't. That's not what that team is. That team is pass first, run second. 
That's how they won a Super Bowl. That's how they've been so dominant over the most recent years. You got a back that's playing well, 100 yards last week, 170 yards the week before. Hey, that's great. Now you've got another weapon. And and use it. But don't feature it. Don't change what you've done. I don't agree with that at all. Do what you've always done. But recognize that you've got a weapon now that maybe you didn't have at the beginning of the year maybe you didn't have last year wasn't playing at that level maybe you can you can put him in the game plan but the the term feature is what bothers me i wouldn't feature him i wouldn't that's not what i would do and and yes i know teams like dallas have you know but i mean but dallas is a different team i mean you got a guy who's rushed for a thousand yards in in nine games and you know set a record and you know dallas is 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 mimicking a formula they used 20 years ago to win three super bowls so i know why they're doing what they're doing okay but i think the saints with peyton who was a quarterback i think they got to keep passing that ball that's what they've done, and that's what they need to keep doing. So, for me, it's it's bona front. What they will say is the, the team's different. The, the team is different than the, the past. They don't have that Sproles anymore, so it's harder to just pass all willy-nilly. They really do need to run the ball. And these last two weeks, they've yeah, been really Sproles successful is, okay, winning games they, and winning games because have, of it, because of this running game, and because Sproles. of play action. You say they don't have Sproles. That's one player, though. Then it changes the whole complexion of the offense. Mm-hmm. It's not as easy as it, as it once was to just – you know, be a pass-happy offense either. You don't have that. Okay, but they won a Super Bowl without Sproles. What are you talking about? They won a Super no, Bowl but they without had, they had They had a P- younger Pierre Thomas who at the time was playing the Sproles role. Pierre um, Thomas was a bruiser. What are you talking about? No, Pierre he was – Pierre Thomas his whole career, he's been a pass-catching back and also uh, a balanced running back. But he's been – You're going to say Pierre Thomas was, was playing the Sproles role? Are you kidding me? So he's returning I kicks and punts too? I think Reggie Bush was the Sproles role. Reggie Bush right. was more of a Sproles role. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. It, 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 yeah. The point remains still, they had that receiving back. They don't really have that now. Okay, but. They don't but, have that now. Okay, but. They have to adapt. Think- all right. Well, I don't. I. I. I don't agree with you at all. I think. I think. And I think Ingram. I mean, right now he's running between the tackles. He's doing his thing. Um, I don't know what he can do in the passing game. I. I don't know. But I don't know that you need him. I think you've got. You've got three good wide receivers and an, and, a, and an excellent tight end. Not just a good tight end, an excellent tight end. So I don't know that you need. I don't know that you need. And obviously, since Sproles is gone, they must not have thought they needed Sproles. So, I mean, I, I, don't, I, I don't agree. Breeze is a passive quarterback. The question is, what do you consider the future? I think that's really the question that's out there right now. Is a featured back or someone that gets the ball consistently hands off 20 to 25 carries a game or 20 to 25 touches a game? Because those are two different things. So the question is, what's, what's, what is a featured back? That doesn't necessarily need to be a featured back. It just needs to be a featured running game. Kyrie Robinson can run the ball uh, very well as well, but they need to do that. And they need to run over 25 times a game. They need more balanced. And because they don't have Darren Sproles, they need, as Sean Payton is, uh, a quarterback coach, at one point, he knows that you know the the quarterback's best friend is a running game, and play action, and getting Brittany Cooks deep, and getting Kenny Stills deep. Yeah, but that doesn't mean you and feature so, it though. You, you're 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 saying you're saying like you're acting like I'm saying don't run the ball. Obviously, I'm not saying go out there and throw the ball 60, 70 times a game. You need to run the ball to keep the defense honest. But when you go to the point of saying feature, 
That's my problem. Is I no, there always have been pass first, run second, and I think you still pass first, run second. But you must build in a run game. I mean, yeah, that that's that goes without say. But when you say feature, my definition of feature is twenty five, thirty plus carries a game like that. Your offense, like Dallas right now, is featuring Demarco Murray. Okay, I don't think San Diego or uh, um, the Saints should feature Mark Ingram like Dallas is featuring Demarco Murray. That that would be my comparison. Mm. And my take was when when you say feature, I'm thinking that with with the Saints, they've got a plethora of different running backs, and they almost have a running back by committee. And I think now with the way Ingram has played and, and also a little bit by default because of the injuries, he should be the number one back. And thus, that's, that's how I would consider a feature. And, T, I agree with you. I don't think they should give him the ball 25, 30, 35 carries a game because that's going to take pass attempts away from Breeze because that's a passing team. But if you look at instead of running back by committee, put him as your number one back and have him carry the ball about 20 times a game, that's what I would consider a feature. And that's why I was asking what is everybody's definition because that definition is going to set the tone for the kind of offense the Saints should have. Well, yeah, I agree I, I would have with to agree that. With Jay. Yeah, yeah, and I agree with you, Jay, I, but I wouldn't call that feature. That, to me, is he's your number one back and he's getting the bulk of the carries. I agree with that completely. I don't agree with what K-Star's saying about running the ball, controlling the clock, you know, pretty much doing what Dallas has been doing. I don't think the Saints are that kind of team. So that's where I agree with Jay. I don't agree with K-Star. Now, K-Star, if you want to – if you if, if if I'm hearing you wrong, then, you know, by all means. But what you're saying is the Saints should be more built like Dallas – and because they don't have Sproles, and I'm th- I'm saying I don't agree with that. Jay doesn't agree with that. Train doesn't agree with that. No, I mean, what I'm saying is they need to run the ball more as they have in the last two weeks. They've been doing a good thing. And when I say feature Ingram, I mean sticking with Ingram. I mean, basically what uh, JB was, was just saying, because too too often they play that running back by committee, and it's harder for running backs to, you know, get into a rhythm. And we talked about before a few weeks ago when we said that, hey, listen, uh, running backs need to be featured more. You need to get them more carries for more to be successful. Ingram is that kind of guy. He's a bruising running back. He needs to be the feature back uh, out of that uh, out of that uh, backfield that New Orleans has. And then you need to stop playing the Russian or that you know running back by committee um, for for backs that are good at one thing but not particularly great at anything. And, and they need to just let Ingram uh, tilt that load. Yeah, and I that I don't have a problem with. I think Ingram getting 20 carries a game, a couple other running backs getting two or three touches, you know, spelling Ingram, whatever, is fine. But Breeze has got to throw that ball 25 to 35 times a game, not because they need to, because that should be their plan, because that's 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 what they do. That's all. So, All right, next. We've got one more because we already did Antonio Brown. So um, we got one more. We got the Philadelphia Eagles. They're not going to skip a beat with with Mark Sanchez. That's a bona fide statement. They will not ask to be offensively with Mark Sanchez and for Nick Foles. And that's not uh, an attack on Nick Foles. Nick Foles is a solid player. But what makes that offense tick is the Chip Kelly system. It's quick throws. It's deception. It's misdirection. Uh, their offensive line is getting healthy. They are running the football effectively. And with that and with the misdirection plays, uh, Mark Sanchez is certainly competent enough to run that offense. We've seen it. Uh, you know, We saw a little bit of it this previous game. Um, while Sanchez's career hasn't been uh, exactly prolific as a passer, this is his first chance 
at it in a Chip Kelly quarterback friendly offense where it's a dumbed down reads and a lot the defense has to worry about uh, pre snap. And I don't think they are going to skip a beat with Mark Sanchez as a quarterback. Uh, Nick Foles, uh, again, played well, but isn't exactly a uh, franchise quarterback prototypically uh, that other teams would be willing to trade for and shell out first-round picks for, et cetera. Uh, I don't think they're going to skip a beat. What do you guys think? I think it's bona fide. Dr. Train. Well, I didn't even get the question. You just started talking and never posed the question. What was it? The question, I'll rephrase the question. The question is, will the Eagles not miss a beat with Foles being out six to eight weeks and Sanchez being um, now their their starter? Will the Eagles not miss a beat is the question. Wow. Um, whew. So based on what I saw when he stepped in, uh, I, I, I would I would have to call it I have to call it bona fide based off what I saw, and it's hard because it is Mark Sanchez and you know what he did with the Jets. But I'm a firm believer that sometimes when you change systems, you can change to a system that just fits you. You can change to a, a coach that actually believes you can get it done. Uh, and he's never been surrounded with the type of weapons that he's surrounded with in. Uh, with Philadelphia, with the Eagles. So, uh, you know, from what I saw him come in and play, I got I just follow him on the side. JB. Changing uniform definitely helps for him. Um, from that small sampling, it, it, he looks pretty good. Although, again, last week, the small sampling we saw from Whedon, we thought he might be able to go in and, and kind of hold the fort, and we know that's just simply not the case. Uh, it's a little bit of a different story in Philadelphia, though. I think Sanchez uh, has the capability of playing well. I don't think Foles was blowing the doors off before he got hurt. I think it was 13 touchdowns and 10 picks before he got hurt. Uh, so to answer the question, I would say I would say bona fide, but with, with this caveat, what version of Sanchez are we going to see? Because there were times where he played well with the Jets, and there were times he played awful. So it's not just the system, because – he has a propensity to try and get the ball to a place where it shouldn't be thrown. And if that kind of Sanchez comes out, it's going to be a problem. But since I have to answer the question, I'll say bona fide. Well, the problem with the question is there's so many problems here. Number one, uh, what Eagles are we talking about that aren't going to miss a beat? I mean, Harriman, uh, D'Amico Ryan's out. You know, um, this is a beat-up team right now. So, are we saying uh, D'Amico Ryan's okay, but but as you know, <laughs> it, 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 I mean, it, 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 defense needs to complement the offense, right? So if you you take their top defensive player and put him on the sideline, um, now the defense has to do more to try to protect the offense, and can Sanchez do that? That's the question. I'm not saying he can or can't. I'm just saying it it poses a question now. Vice versa, if you have the defense intact, then the defense says we need to do more because we have our backup quarterback in there. So that's all I'm saying. So my point here is this. Um, I don't know how well the Eagles would have done under Foles because Foles, as I predicted, wasn't going to have the year he had last year, 27 touchdowns, two interceptions, now 13 and 10. Uh, Sproles was out for a game. He's back. They've got other injuries. So I don't know. Let me say, Mr. Beat, I don't know what the beat would have been with Foles to say, 
that Sanchez will do better or worse, number one. Number two, I completely agree with Jay. Which Sanchez are we talking about? Are we talking butt fumble Sanchez? Are we talking two consecutive or three consecutive? I don't even remember how many AFC Championship games Sanchez. I don't know. The fact that he came in and threw a ball right off the right off the bench uh, deep for a touchdown was impressive. But they have now film on him in this offense that they didn't have. He came in just like Whedon came in, as I think Jay said, and was effective. So uh, it, it, to answer the question, I'm going to say there's a reason he's a backup, and while he may have flashes, I'm going to say it's bona front. And I, I, I – and probably 60-40 bona front because I do recognize that he's playing for an offensive-minded team. That's the only thing that's got me thinking is he's playing for an offensive-minded coaching team versus a defensive-minded coaching team. That's the only thing that's got me thinking. And I kind of did like Sanchez in college. I thought he was pretty good. So, um, But that said, I'm still leaning towards bona front right now. So, all right. Good segment, K-Star. I like that. All right, let's roll into the sound offs. K Star wants to vent about not making a million dollars. Blah blah blah. Go ahead, K Star. Oh man. All right, guys, listen. This this is definitely a uh, trombone song for me. This is very sad. Someone bust out the violin. I need it. Um, someone dim the lights a little bit. Give me pour me a glass. Listen. Uh, for those unfamiliar with it, uh, there are weekly fantasy sites where basically you can. Uh, enter on FanDuel and on DraftKings, and they have these million-dollar entries, or I mean, I'm sorry, million-dollar uh, prize-winning tournaments. Um, I had a great chance of winning this previous week. It was absolutely absurd. I was actually uh, I got as high as to 30th out of 70,000 uh, at one point, and uh, listen, I'm disgusted because, as it turns out, my lineup. Uh, had Emmanuel Sanders, who was 4% owned. And towards the end of the blowout Broncos-Patriots game, I was so invested in it, for, clearly for, for different reasons than maybe some other people. But I, I had Emmanuel Sanders. Um, I have 220 fantasy points at this, at this point. And if Emmanuel Sanders – I'm sorry, if Peyton Manning does not overthrow Emmanuel Sanders on that fourth down um, up the seam, I actually finish eighth. I looked at it. Uh, once it's all said and done, I would have finished in the top ten, which uh, puts me within the ten thousand dollar range. Instead, I end up finishing uh, 131st overall. So I went from making, you know, ten thousand plus to three hundred dollars, and it was just a very sad, sad moment for me. Um, but it was ridiculous and it was crazy, and the, the site's a lot of fun. I gotta be honest. If anyone's done it before, it's a lot of fun. Um, but Peyton Manning, come on, bro. Seriously, really? You may got throw nine out of ten times. Ten out of ten times you're playing anyone else besides New England, and you overthrow a wide open Emmanuel Sanders. And I trusted you, Emmanuel. Emmanuel Sanders, you played great. I gave you crap for uh, going to Denver and and talking how bad you were. Well, I believed in you, and you played well. And it's just it's just it's disgusting. Wait, wait. So, so let me get this right. How much did you pay to get in? Twenty seven dollars. $27. And you won 300 Mm-hmm. And you crying? Let, let, let me just say that. I am crying. I am crying. I am. Absolutely, I'm crying. Why don't you throw to Emmanuel Sanders? Let me, let me just say this. I don't play on DraftKings. I play on FanDuel, which is 
another very popular site, same setup. Um, hats off to K-Star for even winning $300. Um, and, and, and I watch on FanDuel. Um, I watch kind of where people fall. And literally, you can you can just see guys like the top people. You know, they 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 as the points are adding up. I don't know if it's the same on DraftKings, but I'm pretty sure you could see where you are and how much you could make. And one guy was like, he was at the hundred and twenty thousand mark, and then five minutes later, he was at thirty thousand, like just like that. So so, and I'm sitting there saying, damn, imagine sitting there like, yeah, I'm about to make hundred twenty thousand. He look, oh no. <laughs> now, hey, for you and I, thirty. But I mean, just. You know what I mean? So I can, I because I play on FanDuel, I can sympathize with the emotion behind what K Star went through. Oh man! So you oh, gotta okay. try it, train JB. You guys gotta try it. It's mm-hmm. actually a lot of fun, and it's 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 everything we do in our fantasy league compacted. And I don't know if DraftKings is the same way, <laughs> but you can pick you can pick like. If you just want to do the 1 o'clock games, boom, do the 1 o'clock games. You want to do all the games on Sunday, boom. You want to do just 4 o'clock games, you can do just 4 o'clock games. I mean, and and it's very exciting, very action-packed. And if you like fantasy football, it's a completely different spin on the game that we play with the AFL Fantasy Football League. Completely different spin. It really is a lot of fun. Um, yeah, it's salary so, cap-based. So you basically pick salary. your own team. But you have to manage it within the cap. You know, you have to find players that are at a good discount rate that you think could have good games. I mean, for me, I had Ryan Tannehill as my quarterback because he can have cheap, cheap uh, price tag, and I thought it was going to be a high-scoring game. Tannehill played well, um, so on and so forth. But it was an exhilarating feeling. And, yes, uh, T, it works exactly like FanDuel. I play on, um, uh, on, on both sides. And, okay. Um, yeah, I lost my money just – fluctuate uh, dramatically from that day and um yeah and i looked at, i did analysis i would have finished in the top 10 and it just makes me sad yeah that's uh, hot that's hot stuff all right um jb do you have a rant or are you good because i didn't see one for you no no rant i'm i'm good k-star i feel for you um i'm so glad that you won the 300 and probably that you got as high as you did in the ranking um you know, maybe you'll, you'll get that more on, in the coming week Okay. Appreciate it, man. All right. My T-Bonics will be quick. I just I want to just implore people in general to learn the difference between facts and opinions. Too many times we debate facts. Facts are not debatable. Opinions are not well, let me let me let me let me let me clarify. Let me clarify. Um opinions are debatable and you use facts to substantiate your opinion, right? I think Dallas is the best team in the NFC East. Why? Well, they've got DeMarco Murray. They've got Tony Romo, who should play on Sunday. Uh, I think he's the best quarterback in that division, particularly Foles out. RG3 is just coming back. Uh, I'm, listing, I'm listing things. My opinion, Tony Romo is the best quarterback in the division. Why? Foles is out. Fact. RG3 is coming off an injury. Fact. Um, e- Eli Manning played like crap last night. Fact, right? So too many times people want to debate Facts. You can't debate a fact by the definition of a fact. It is what it is. Not debatable. You can debate opinions. Learn the difference. And did you vote today? I got into more debates 
over the last two weeks over politics than I have probably in my life. And part of it was me channeling my inner dad because my dad, as, as Jay will tell you, is, is, a, is was a huge in the politics. And right now he would be sitting down in the basement with his with his drink and his snack, and he'd be watching MSNBC or CNN and watching all the elections and yelling at the TV if someone that he thought should win lost. And it would be a great night for my dad. And for the last two weeks, I have been in all types of debates with people about things. And listen, polls are about closing now everywhere or closing soon. But just people, when you make decisions on things, do your homework, do your research, and know what you're talking about. Know what you're talking about. We have more research. And this, this could go for elections. This can go for sports. There are more resources at our fingertips today than ever in the history of mankind. There is no reason for people to not be informed. Don't tell me the Cowboys are done. I've had to de- I had to deal with that all week. That's why you saw me posting things. I got Randy Garcia telling me that the Cowboys are done. Your team's 0-8, Randy. Raiders. Why are you talking? I don't want to hear it. I had another guy who's a Giant fan who we bet last year that the Giants and the Cowboys would play, and we had $100 on each game. I won 200 bucks. He didn't pay me. So this year he said, well, let's let it ride double or nothing. Fine. No problem. Well, now the Cowboys are up 300 You're still talking, but the Cowboys are done at 6-3, and three, and your Giants look like caca at 3-5. They look horrible. Terrible. Come on. Know what you're talking about. I don't care whether it's election, politics, or sports. Know what you're talking about. Get on the Internet. Pull up your smartphone. Do your research, everybody. I'm done. I said it would be a quick one. I'm done. MVP. Um, let's start with K-Star, your MVP. Uh, for me, I kind of went back and forth with this, but uh, I finally settled with someone, and I went with Vontae Davis of the Colts. Almost went Belichick, but I saw someone else, a New England player. But the Monday Night Football game last night, uh, Vontae Davis was absolutely locking down uh, Ruben Randall. While that's not an impossible task, let's be really, let's be clear here. Uh, this was a big uh, re, you know, re, re, reaffirmation that the Colts defense is very good, although you know previously shredded by Big Ben, um, and that Vontae Davis is one of the top uh, ten cornerbacks, so at least a premier cornerback in the NFL. Uh, these days, and it, it, I was just super impressed because Ruben Randall was targeted, I believe, 10 times, maybe caught two balls on this guy, and he was just absolutely phenomenal, and he's a big reason why the Colts schematically are able to run all that man-to-man assignments and, and overload blitzes, so on and so forth. I was just super impressed with Vontae Davis. Um, obviously, the, the obvious choice there for the Colts for MVP, whether we could be Andrew Luck, but I was equally as impressed with Vontae Davis on the defensive side of the ball. Good pick. And he, yeah, he did play well. Was a good pick, uh, JB. Uh, my pick is to a person who's obviously not playing like Kaka. We're gonna unleash hell here. This MVP for JB was none other than Big Ben Roethlisberger. Six touchdown passes in each of the last two games that he's played. He is playing outstanding football. I have to give him. All the credit in the world, so he is my MVP for the week. You redeemed yourself. We did it. This week we got it right with Big Ben. 
Dr. Train, you're uh, your your MVP. As much as I love defense, man. Anytime I see anytime I see a donut, I gotta get that team prop. So to the whole Miami defense, you shut out a team that I didn't think would be shut out this season. Uh, I, I never saw the Chargers getting shot out like that, and you really killed me last week in fantasy football. That was my whole. That's my whole fantasy football team right there. Thanks for nothing. But uh, <laughs> you definitely get my vote for the MVP. All right. Um, I I actually was going to select Ben too, but since Jay did, I went in another direction. Um, but another quarterback. I got to go with Tom Brady. Um, I just think that with all of the Peyton Manning hype and Peyton Manning gets a lot of hype, but Brady just keeps beating the guy, <laughs> you know? Uh, 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 hey, I mean, not granted they was, they were in, they were in uh, New England, but I mean, it was a beat down, you know, and Peyton actually to his credit, kind of loves the guy though, because he doesn't make any excuses. He just kind of said, I played horrible. And, you know, I, I wish Brandon Whedon had said that, although I think he might have, but I don't really care because he played horrible. Um, I wish we had a Peyton Manning level of horrible play. We would have beat Arizona if we had had Peyton Manning play like that horrible against. But anyway, I'm sorry, I digress. Um, Tom Brady, I mean, every time, you know, it was four weeks ago, Kansas City blew him out and all the questions. And this guy just, you know, he comes back and he shows everybody why one day he might be considered the greatest quarterback of all time. He may very well get that title. He might get that title from Joe Montana. So I'm going with Tom Brady. Uh, let's bring on a special guest who would like to uh, speak. We have uh, Mrs. Train, I guess, would like to join the Madden voice. I cannot. If you're looking, then I can't. I just, my hands are like so wobbly. Train there, because you pressed the one, Mrs. Train. Yeah, disregard that. She's a like, she's a class. <laughs> What was that? I said so this right there. She might have hit it by accident. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I saw the thing. Yeah, she's in class. Oh, okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Good hearing your voice, Mrs. Train. All right. Let's move on to yeah. the uh, peak, uh, week, <laughs> week nine pick six results. And um, oh, yeah. Dr. Train, do you have those in front of you? Because I have them. I can do them. Oh, go, go ahead, T. Um, yeah, go ahead. All right, so the one-week results, uh, Jay already admitted to having a horrible week. He was 1-5. Dr. Train was one game better at 2-4. and four. Commissioner T won game better than Dr. Train at 3-3. Three and three. And the winner of this week, K-Star, at 4-2. and two. So that would bring us to the overall rankings of uh, starting at the bottom. Isn't that a song? Started at the bottom, now we're here. So anyway. Um, yeah, Drake, there you go. Yeah, that song's actually okay. Most of them I don't like, but that song's actually okay. Uh, Train, unfortunately, is bringing up the rear, but still with a respectful 30, 30 wins, uh, 23 losses, or, or I guess we can call them wins and losses, uh, followed by JB <laughs> at 31 and 22. And then uh, the rivals, K-Star and Commissioner T, are tied at the top, 34 and 19. Mm, boy. All right. Um, all right, I'm going to switch the order and no, actually I'm not. Let's do the pick six. Um, train, are you in position to write down what we pick? Absolutely. Or you okay, great. Absolutely. All right. First game, 
Browns five and three at the Bengals five two and one. I believe this is a Thursday night game. Your division K star, who you got? I got the Bengals. Uh, I like the way Jimmy Hill's playing. Um, I actually prefer, and this is pretty unpopular, Jimmy Hill to Giovanni Bernard as a uh, bell cow back. But um, I, I just like the way that you know Sanu and, and AJ Green. AJ Green returning is a big, big relief. Uh, Sanu's already been doing his thing, and I, I just trust Cincinnati more than I do Cleveland. They seem up and down with the quarterback play, and they're not running the ball very well. Uh, so I like Cincinnati. Cincinnati. JB. Yeah, I'm going to go with Cincinnati also. Um, reluctantly slow, so because I think the Browns are going to give them a tough fight, but I think Dalton plays the way he's capable of playing, plus they're at home, and they seem to play at a different level when they're at home. So I'm going with Cincinnati. Dr. Train. Who day? Bengals. <laughs> it's unanimous. Bengals, mainly because they're home. I actually, this game bugs me. I mean, this game really bugs me. Uh, I said to, I said last week that the Rams 49ers game, well, I didn't say it to you guys because it wasn't one of our picks, but the Rams 49ers game bugged me. And this is that kind of game. just bugs me. But I'm going with the Bengals because they do play better at home. Uh, Chiefs 5-3 and three at the Bills 5-3. and three. Uh, let's go back to K-Star, AFC, K-Star. Um, I'm going to go with the Chiefs. You know, this is just the fact that the running backs of, of, of Buffalo uh, are really banged up. Uh, you know, no Fred Jackson there. And, you know, the, the the reason why Buffalo's been playing so well is, you know, Kyle Orton and Sammy Watkins being on the same page. Well, Kansas City is a top-five pass defense statistically in the league, uh, and they run the ball extremely well with Jamal Charles. Uh, I know Buffalo stopped the run really well, but Jamal Charles can take a little short pass in the house at any time. I like Kansas City. Dr. Train. Uh, I'm going to roll with the Chiefs, man. Uh, right now, I, I, I just think they're they're the better team. JB? Yeah, Brett says I'm going to go with the Bills. Um Partially because they're playing at home. The strange things seem to happen at, at Orchard Park. Um, I, I, the argument for Kansas City is valid, extremely valid. Uh, I just think there's something there's something there for the Bills this week, so I'm going to take them. That's unfortunately the only thing I can go on. All right. Uh, I'm going with the Chiefs. I think they're just the better team. Chiefs. Uh, Dolphins, 5-3 and three at the Lions. Let's go to K-Star. The Dolphins playoff <laughs> on a five. Dolphins playoffs. Are they going to go into Detroit and beat the Lions, K-Star? No. Um, <laughs> they, 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 they do drop this one. They do drop this one. They do drop this Woo! one. I like, I like Detroit. I like Detroit. And it's basically just because of the matchup. Uh, that defensive line is absolutely legitimate. And also, we expect Calvin Johnson to return. While Miami's bad defense is terrific. Uh, you know, it, it gets skewed when you don't play a Calvin Johnson at all, all season, and I like the Lions. Mm, mm. <laughs> I got to laugh. Dr. Train, I would have went to you first because it's your division, but I had to get K-Star. Dr. Train, your division, Lions or Dolphins? Man, I assume we just turn our head and dismiss everything we say. I love it. <laughs> you know, I love football. Um, I'm absolutely – Picking the team in my division, man. Lions are playing some true ball right now, and then, uh, I give it a ton of credit to uh, to um, uh, Caldwell, you know, because uh, 
Swiss had that same team, and they were just uh, ugh, falling all mm. over themselves. We got mm. some boys focused. Mm. So, Lions. Okay. JB? Yeah, Lions. Um, they're, they're getting healthier, and they're at home. Um, Lions, period. Um, I'm going with the Lions, but let me just put this caveat. No no, no conditions. Um, if the Dolphins are for real, this is the game to show that they're for real. Even if they lose, but it's, you know, 31-30 or something like that, okay, now you got my attention. They go in there and get blown out. I don't want to hear about the Dolphins. So this is their game to compete, even if they lose. That's what I'm saying. Um, all right, but I got Detroit. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right. The Niners, some of us think that they're still a playoff team. Some of us think they may not be. At the Saints, who are now two in a row and leading their um, sad division. Both teams are four and four, though. Uh, I'll take this one first. And I'm going with the Saints. They're at home. And I I, I don't think any of you guys are going to take the Niners. But I will say this. Um, while I pick the Saints to win, I'm watching the Niners to really solidify my thought that they're a playoff team. If they go in there and lay down and get blown out, then I will come on this show next week and say the Niners are done. If they go in there and fight, kind of like the Dolphins, if they go in there and fight but still lose, but you see them fighting, because it's not, it's not, you know, losing to the Saints in New Orleans, is, there's nothing to be ashamed of. That's a tough place to play. I've been in that Superdome. It gets loud. It's a tough place to play. But I'm looking to see what's going on. I'm looking at the body language on the sidelines. I'm looking at people interacting with the coaches. I'm looking at that's what I'm going to be watching while I'm watching the game to see if the Niners are really a playoff team like I think they are. Or am I coming on here next week saying, nope, I don't see it. They're done. So I just wanted to add that. But I'm picking the Saints. Um, Dr. Train. Man, I'm going with the Saints, man. Saints no blood in the water. They they got they they know their division is about to fall in their hands here. You know, they got past the Panthers first game, so taking Saints right here. And I just the Niners are losing their identity, man, until they get healthy on defense, they may not regain it. JB? Saints Saints are on a roll right now. They they've got a little bit more balance on offense, they're starting to click on all cylinders. Uh, I got to go with the Saints on this one. I don't see how the Niners would be able to win. And K-Star. Going with the Niners. You know, they, they, they get pressured. Uh, every time they play the Saints, it seems that they give them a hard game. Um, and, you know, this is one of those games where it, it it's a season-defining game for San Francisco. You know, they need this game a little more than, than the uh, Saints do with the way the NFC West is comparatively to the NFC South. And I think you see the best effort the Niners give all year to this point. I like San Francisco to rebound. So you're picking the Niners? Yes. In in New Orleans? Yes, sir. I mean, dude, you're talking about the guy who has the best quarterback, wide receiver, and running back on his team. Of course he's picking the Niners. <laughs> Oh, this is hilarious. I love this. I love this. That's okay. It just means I'll be the undisputed number one next week as opposed to being tied. So that's cool. Um, All right. Um, (laughs) Train, you're good. Dr. Train, I'm going to turn this one over to you. Bears, three and five, coming off a bye week. 
but they got to travel to Green Bay and play the Packers. Well, I'm not going to give you guys. Week, but anyway, yeah, they are. They are. Yeah. I'm not going to give you guys a hope for little bit why you should choose the Bears. It's plain and simple. We got to start winning games. With three and five, eight games left, and ten and six looks, looks grim even getting into the playoffs in the NFC. So we got to start winning games, and it starts Sunday. So I'm gonna give my Bears one last pick because if they don't win this week, <clears throat> they won't be on our pick six anymore for the rest okay. of the season. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. I gotta go to K Star. K Star. Um. Yeah. Uh, Packers. This is easy. Okay. Jake Kellerberg's Green Bay. It just doesn't work out. Yeah. Yeah. That's a valid point too. Uh, JB. Yeah, Dr. Train, I remember you saying throw some dirt on JB when he was down in the bottom of the pick. I'm going to go with the Packers. Yeah, and, you know, there's a theme here. I mean, um, I think although with the Bears situation, it's a little more dire than the Niners and the Dolphins, um, I don't think fighting is enough. I think they need a win. Uh, I'd like to see them fight. I'd like to see um, Cutler come out and show that he's a leader on that team. Uh, I was impressed that Brandon Marshall did not uh, do uh, uh, inside the NFL last week. I don't know if he's doing it this week or not. Um, wow, that reminds me. I should probably record it. Um, but I, I, I don't, they said that it was pre- previously planned that he wasn't going to be there. Um, I don't care what the reason was. I think it was smart. I think it was a good move to not be on that show last week and to be with your team or be closer to your team. Or I know it's your day off, but you know I I, I like that to be totally honest with you. So I think Dr. Trains Bears need a win, and and we need to see um, your quarterback um, Jay Cutler play very very well. If your team loses and loses bad like they did to the to the um, Patriots, yeah, I'm with Jay, man. I'm grabbing a shovel, putting some dirt on him. Um, last game. So, so you got the Packers? I got the Packers, yes, sir. I do have the okay. Packers. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm just saying I, I, they need to play well, but I'm picking the Packers. Uh, and mainly, Jay Cutler just can't beat the Packers. It's just, it's just bad. All right. Anyway, um. So, yeah, I got Packers. All right, JB, Panthers at the Eagles. Eagles. Panthers disappoint me too much. Eagles. K-Star, any love left for Cam Newton? You took him off the Hall of Fame, which was a smart move. Um, (laughs) Any love left for uh, Cam Newton? Uh, They're just overmatched, man. I like Philadelphia won this game, even if Mark Sanchez, I think he continues. To, I think Mark Sanchez plays well. Carolina defense isn't very good. They're not going to stop McCoy and company in that Philadelphia for me. I will be rooting viciously for the Panthers Monday night, but I am picking the Eagles to win. I, I, this is not the game that Dallas is going to gain. Dallas will beat Jacksonville, and Eagles will win, and they'll still be a half a game apart. Um, Eagles just have too much for the Panthers. Although, you know, this is a funny game because the Eagles have been known to not play well at home. And the Panthers know, like the Bears, and maybe even worse, they need this win. So let's see what they got. But I'm picking the Eagles. All right. Um, Last but not least, we got a couple of pep talks. 
And, uh, yeah. See, you ain't taking my pick, man. You just gonna skip me. Oh, I skipped you? My bad, my bad, my brother. What was I thinking? Dr. Train, Panthers at the Eagles. You know, before I was really going to take the Eagles at 15-2 and and being at home. But I'm going to gamble on this one just to try to get back in this game because uh, I need to. So, (laughs) but I actually think the Panthers have a chance of going in there and winning this game. They do have a possibility to win this game. Mark Sanchez is quarterback, and we don't know which one will show up. And true enough, I did call it bona fide that the offense may not miss a beat, but that defense did lose to Nico Ryan. So that's it, man. I'm going to take the Panthers. And as far as K-Side taking, uh, taking uh, Cam Newton out the Hall of Fame, he did it because you gave him the chance to be in a sky. No. No, that was, just, for that, that, was just, man. that was just icing on top I'm of the kitchen. I'm telling you, he'll give away his first ball to get Big Ben in the Fast Five, man. No. <laughs> yeah, uh, Trent, I agree bro. with you. I agree with you. All right. Um, <laughs> all right. Dr. Train, uh, pep talk. Floor's yours. Look, man. I'm tired of seeing this lose, dude. I told you, you, you said name one thing, you know, about the season uh, that was shocking or surprising. It's definitely my team sitting at three and five right now. Look, it's Green Bay. What better team than to play coming off your bye and to go in there how to get a win and make a statement? And it's not like you don't have the personnel to beat them. Quite honestly, I'm never really happy a player gets injured but the fact that the Lamar, Lamar Houston is not playing just means we get to see more Willie Young, who was playing, who's uh, uh, beside Ratliff was probably the best other defensive lineman we got. He's, he's the best pass rusher we got. He's leading the team with seven sacks midway through the season. So we get to see more of him, and I'm happy to see more of him. We get, I think we get Lance Briggs back, so we get a, a leader on defense back. Uh, hopefully we get a little bit more, a little healthier. Kyle, Kyle Fuller should, hopefully he finishes the game. Not not looking forward to seeing Chris Conte back. He's going to get hurt for the games over with anyway, even if he does play. Uh, but hopefully they 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 had a, a intervention through this bye week, and Jay Cutler, Brandon Marshall, Alshon Jeffries, Martellus Bennett, and my main man Matt Forte can get it rolling. Let's see the offense that ranked number two last season in scoring. Let's see it. It's there. It hasn't changed. All eleven starters are back. With the exception of losing the offensive lineman that we just lost for our last game. But who cares? We got an offensive lineman. Next man up. So nothing much has changed, man. It's time to get a win. And what better team than get against, against Green Bay? We don't like them. Go into the game with we do not like you. We don't like anything about you or anybody related to you. Therefore, we're going to beat you down like that. Jesus. Yeah. Let's go there. The, the only problem with your you with your the only problem with your uh your pep talk is man, you need a little more emotion, man. I you know you know this is about changing out of the show. Right now, man. <laughs> I think Train's pep talk just to have his pep talk, honestly. Right. Like, all right, Train, we know we talk about Bears again, man, but this time, man, you got this, Train. You can deliver it. This time you can will your, your Chicago Bears to victory, and this time they will beat Green Bay. Now go deliver I that pet talk. I this Sunday night. I told, I told, I told the woman, we don't, we not, we're not meeting with anyone. 
no cousins, no family, don't call for three hours. And don't even call after that because I'll either I'm gonna be on an emotional <laughs> high or emotional low. <laughs> All right. Well, I got a quick pep talk and then we're out of here. Um, I just want to say that it was, I think, five weeks ago, six weeks ago, five, six weeks ago, that Aaron Rodgers was one and two. And he stood up there and he said, I have five letters for you. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. And they won four in a row. Now, they did take a stumble against the Saints. But as I've said, losing to the Saints in New Orleans is nothing to be ashamed of. But they're right back in the thick of things. Um, I'm going to say that to Dallas Cowboy fans. Tony Romo did not take that flight to London nine hours to not play on Sunday. Whedon was terrible. Terrible. Tony Romo will play Sunday. Dallas will beat Jacksonville on Sunday. It's not going to be a cakewalk, but they will beat them. And that will put Dallas at 7-3, 7-3, going into the bye. DeMarcus Lawrence is, 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 is on the field. I see a lot of promise in him, rookie defensive end. Um, we're going to have um, Ron Leary, guard, back on Sunday. And Doug Free should be playing on Sunday as well. So um, not sure about McLean just yet, but hang tight. But there's going to be enough pieces to win this game, and then we get a much-needed week off, and then let's get ready for the November-December stretch. So as Aaron Rodgers would say, relax. You're going to go into the bye at 7-3, and three, and as my brother said at the beginning of the year, would anybody have thought that the Cowboys would be 7-3 and three and have one of the better records in the NFL after 10 games? Nobody would have thought that. So relax. It's going to be okay. That's all I got to say. All right, JB, final words. Uh, final words, enjoy Sunday. And Dr. Train, my man, enjoy as well. Thank you. Yeah, no, no, no tip-offs here. No tip-offs here. All right. Uh, K-Star, final words. Uh, just excited and uh, helping my Steelers keep this thing going. We we played down to our competition early on in the season, and we were at New York Jets. But you know what? Maybe maybe Ben pulls off three six touchdown games in a row. Pulls off the old six six six. I don't know. We'll see. Okay, Doctor Train. Final words. I want to sign it. Now you want to sign it. Devil, that's scary. That, that, um, I was thinking that. I said, I'm not even gonna say it. I'm <laughs> not even gonna say it. I was gonna leave it alone. Well, before I give my commentary real quick, you don't have anyone on the line because I just had a person say they was about to call me, and I don't know if they were. Uh, well, I have people here, but I don't know. It, it, it looks like people that have been here. So, um, oh. I, I don't. Oh. Do you have a number? I mean, um, let me. Cause, I'll tell you in just a second. Because I definitely will bring them on. Oh crap! I can't find that way. I tell you just a second. Oh, <laughs> there, there it is. Uh, six one five four nine six. Okay, I got him. Then I'll bring him on right now. 615-496, welcome to the Madden Voice. Hi, Dr. Buck. This is Dez, a.k.a. Runs with Scissors 2012. Congratulations to you and Monica. Welcome, <laughs> Monica. So welcome much. to the TSU family. We miss you. We love you. And we hope we can get there. <laughs> awesome. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Good night, guys. 
Good night. Good night, Dez. Just so you know, guys, she's a longtime Steelers fan, and uh, yeah. she's been the one that was listening to the show for for a while. Calling her, I have to be her favorite, you know, just by default. <laughs> but her name is Dez, though. I'm just saying. That's what I'm just, oh, man. just saying. I'm just saying. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying. So. Um, yeah. Okay. Oh. Uh. It's a beautiful night We're looking for something dumb to do Hey baby I think I want to marry you So as we sign off Um Train, I want you to go ahead and tell K-Star what he missed, because I, I think he should know. So, I guess we will start keeping in, in, in suspense. Uh, T, I do really, really want to thank you, man, because um, you didn't have to. And I know we uh, we do look, pretty, look out for each other when we do the show and everything, but uh, I really want to thank you for allowing me to use the medium to uh, go to uh, my now fiancé, officially, uh, to Monica. I greatly appreciate it. So, okay, Star, that's what you miss. You miss my proposal to my people. Oh, my God. I missed that. Seriously, I missed that. <laughs> yes, yes, what the yes, hell? I, I couldn't get, like, a tip-off or, like, you know, I mean, that's awesome. Congratulations. I, yeah, let me, let me listen. Yeah. We should get off the phone so I can listen to the damn archive. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You yeah. yeah. listen to the archive. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, no, it wasn't enough that Commissioner T had a major announcement. Major. That Oh, it's just, oh, it's just T talking. Never mind. I'll get there at 8 o'clock. You know, I even said if you can call in, even if you can't talk, call in and listen. He didn't even do that. So, hey, whatever, you know. Um, oh, man, I'm dying right now. <laughs> Use a knucklehead. Yeah. <laughs> but let me just say this, Train. First of all, you say I didn't have to, but it, it, of course I had to. Um, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean it in a good way. You're my brother, man. There's, there's no there's, there's, there's no debate on it. There's no discussion. You say, hey, this is what I want to do. It's done. I mean, it, that, that's, that's how we roll, man. You and I, you know, uh, for someone that I've never met live, you and I have gone through some stuff together, you know what I mean, over the years and yeah. being on the phone at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning and, you know what I mean? So, man, yeah. you, you're a brother to me. <laughs> you're a brother to me, man. So I'm just glad to be a part of it, man. I'm honored, actually, not just glad. I'm honored, as I'm sure JB is and um, that other guy that's our host, you know, as well. Um, so, <laughs> so, so with but, uh, that. Absolutely, um, man. So I, congratulations. I want to say this. Okay. Just thank you to everyone that, that chimed in and listened. Thank you for listening to TMD. And like I said, thanks again, T. And let's go Bears this weekend. Let's get it. All right. All right. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm muting you guys now, but don't go just yet. But I'm muting everybody. So you all are muted. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the Madden Voice. Hope everybody enjoyed the show. Um, I'm going to, uh, first of all, uh, uh, the Madden voice were all fused or settled on the field. Got to say that. Um, this week, instead of signing off with our normal music, we're actually going to let the Bruno Mars Marry You song play out, and that's how we're going to end the song this week. Um, so for Dr. Train and his lovely fiance Monica, congratulations. We'll see everybody next week. 
and this song's for you. Look in your eyes. 